man? The real Coach JB here live at it, coming right at you, right out the gate uh, for the Coach JB show right here on YouTube every day, 6 a.m. Pacific. Um, I don't want to wait my main, make my main man wait. I'm just going to give you the quote of the day real quick as we always start off. Uh, this show is brought to you by CandidateCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB in all caps. Gets you 20% off and um, free shipping. So everybody on TikTok, everybody else live out there, come on over to YouTube live right now as uh, the great Patrick Queen, Baltimore Ravens starting linebacker, will be joining me right after this intro. Uh, make peace with your mirror and watch your reflection change. That's quote of the day. Go look in the mirror and make peace with that thing and watch your reflection change. That's just some real talk. Um, contrary to belief, we'll get into it. I got to ask a poll question. What gift describes your mood today? I can't wait. Drop them in the chat. If you have one, drop them in the chat below. Uh, whatever gift describes your mood today, drop it in there. Emoji, gift, whatever it may be. Uh, whatever that old weirdo stuff you guys do is on this Fearless Friday. Um, Without further ado, though, I got to bring my main man in, Patrick Queen, starting linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens. Pat, what up, dog? What it do? Man, chilling, man, chilling. I appreciate you. You on your phone? Yeah. Hey, can you turn it sideways? I get the, I get the full effect. Uh, I, I, I just learned all this. There you go. Hell yeah. Were you at the crib? I'm in Texas at a, a little apartment while I work out and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Man, so... uh. Listen, I appreciate you joining me again, man. Um, I gotta ask you, you saw you saw Megan Thee Stallion last night? <laughs> yeah, I seen it. <laughs> hey man, I don't know if you got a wife or girl or not. I wanna throw that throw you in trouble, but I was like, dog, I even had to comment. I was like, she wearing them motherfuckers, boy. Yeah, they sit there in our group message and I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna stay out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I was like, damn. I, you know me, I don't say – I'm out the rap game nowadays, man. I can't do the mumble rap stuff, man, so I, I stay out of it. I don't even know really, uh, you know, too much about her, but I, I am going to investigate. Um, man, I appreciate you coming on, man. I, I just wanted to be clear with everybody, man. Like, you know, Real recognizes Real, and uh, I want to let everybody know. Not once did Patrick Queen – uh, ask me what we would discuss or any of that because I think I think you know I'm real and I would never put you in harm's way and I'm not here to talk about Lamar Jackson dog I mean that's that's something that everybody else talks about I just want to have you on because you came on a second time and I appreciate you coming on man and, and you got a hell of a story yourself to tell um having said that what's up with Lamar I'm just fuck with you uh, <laughs> what's going on you fish a lot dog I've been seeing you out here fishing you a saltwater or a freshwater cat Freshwater. I hate saltwater fishing. Really? Yeah. It, it just takes too long to really in the fish on saltwater. Damn. All the big the big dogs are out there, though. Yeah, it but the bass are hard to catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you bass fishing? Yeah. So all lakes? Yep, lakes, rivers, ponds, whatever it is. I got to go fishing, man. I ain't been fishing, man, in like, shit, 30 years or something, man. I, I got to get back out there and go fish, man. I, I got to go mess with you, man. So your off-season's in Texas? Yeah, uh, last year was in Louisiana, then I was moving around a little bit. So I just came straight to Texas this time. Um, let me ask you this. I know you frequent video games, dog. I got to ask you, what's what's the video game of choice right now? Uh, the show, MLB The Show. Really? Oh, yeah, Baseball Geek. You, 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 run a, you run across Kyler Murray live on that shit? 
Nah, he don't want no smoke though. <laughs> Kyle don't want no smoke. He, he got he the other shit, whatever the other video games are. Um, man, let me ask you this seriously though. I gotta ask you a question. A lot of cats want to know. Like right now, we're in a weird space. Social media, all this type of different stuff happening. In your opinion, man, what's the greatest challenges for for athletes today? Like what you face today? You young cat. What are you? Twenty three. Yeah, twenty three. 23 years old. What what do you think uh, nowadays with social media, nowadays with, you know, all the availability that the fan and the common naysayer, the hater, dog, my boy Bradley Bill get into it with fans because they talking crap to him about losing bets and stuff. Like, how much uh, has the game changed from when you used to watch it as a kid till now? Like, to if you had to tell anyone, what's the greatest challenges uh, that you guys face today uh, as pro athletes? I think it's just like pe- people don't want to give us an opinion no more. I think that's the hardest thing just as being an athlete. They expect us to be perfect about everything. They expect us just to roll with whatever they say. Uh, I think people's opinions are not factuated now. It's just stupidity. Everybody just want to say whatever comes to the top of their head and not look at the facts. So uh, when it comes to stuff like that, I really don't care. I'm going to say whatever I got to say. And if you got a problem with it, I'm going to say something about it too because I don't care. So, uh, uh, do, you, do you see they- a problem with uh- – Former players going over to media, and I know there's a lot of banter back and forth. Like a lot of NBA cats go at it with Kendrick Perkins. They like you sell out, whoop de whoop, or whatever. Do you see that issue right now? Like, do you see football cats? I know KD goes at it with like Barkley, and yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> you know, like, is there is there is there that is there that thing in the locker room? Kind of like, man, damn, Randy Moss used to be one of us now. Even though Randy don't really be out there talking that mess, but like, is there guys out there like, man, you used to be one of us. Now you, you acting like you don't know what we go through. Is there like, is that a thing nowadays with people that transfer over to the media from the league? Um, I think it's just like when, like, I think like the KD situation. Like, KD is a great player. Like, yeah, you could say he ran to go win and stuff. Uh, so I mean, it could go both ways, but at the same time, you can't take away the greatness that he has, the kind of player he has. So I think. For him, it's just coming from a respect level. Like, you're not respecting, like, who I am as a player. So, I can see him getting into it with uh, Barkley and all that stuff. But the Perkins stuff, I just – I'll be seeing Perkins tweet on Twitter. And sometimes it's cool stuff, and then sometimes he's just way off the point. So, I can see why people go back and forth with him. I think it's just the point. Like I said, everybody got an opinion now, and it's not always factuated now. Some stuff going to be just people mumbling. Like, uh, what's my man's name, man? Uh, Perkins going back at it uh, with Reddick. Uh, JJ Reddick, uh, the shooter, they be going back mm-hmm. and forth, and, and you know, everyone's talking about ESPN making layoffs, and Disney owns ESPN, they're gonna make 7,000 cuts, and Stephen A. Smith may be one of them. And it's like, dog, it's it's business first. Um, I gotta ask you, do you do you stay out of the business when it comes to this thing? Like, you know, all the rumblings with Lamar and the media, and what he gonna do, and 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 all these different things. Do you stay out of the business side of it, and do you? Is that mostly what the roster does, or are people waiting to see what happens next? Who you guys get in the draft? Who, what big time free agent makes a move, um, or do you just grind, work out, go do you fish, chill, and let that upper management handle itself? I'm a grinder, man. I'm just. Whatever it is at the end of the day, I'm gonna just take it and roll with it. Uh, of course, you don't, you, know, you don't care who's who's playing alongside you, really. No, nah, I do care. I, I do mean, care, you're I, I mean, at this point, I can't do nothing about it. So I mean, I'm just I'm still on that contract. So, uh, but at the end of the day, I'm just trying to win. Uh, I'm a grinder. Now, of course, like I'm looking at long term, like are they gonna be able to pay me stuff like that? Because obviously, I want to get paid. So I mean, 
it's just a wait and see moment. Like like I said, there's nothing I could do right now. I think like the Ravens got until like May first or something to pick up my fifth year option. So that's a month away. So we'll see whatever it is. Is that what's next for you? Fifth year option? Yeah. Man, time flies, dog. Time is moving. I got fast as hell. Jermaine Johnson uh, plays for the Jets, who was my kid a, 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 on the show. And then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have another kid. I think I'll have maybe another first rounder this year. Um, I got to ask you, I was talking to him. He's going to come on the show. Uh, let me ask you this. Personal accolades are big, I guess. You know, uh, if you had to rank them nowadays, it's different now, dog. The marketplace has changed. Like, Lamar, Lamar wants a bag because, in my opinion, he's deserving of the bag because – if Deshaun got the bag and Kyler Murray got the bag, he's deserving more than both of those guys, in my opinion. So he deserves the bag. And then I have my own opinions. I go on all these other shows. Everybody's talking. He don't have an agent. It doesn't hurt him. Laramie Tunzel just signed without an agent. Oh, that's a left tackle. That ain't the, franchise <laughs> of, of, that ain't the face of the franchise. People, people don't realize there's a difference. If I had to ask Patrick Queen, what's number one? Like personal accolades, uh, winning or Pro Bowls, defensive MVP versus winning a Super Bowl? Like, if you had to rank them. Because, that dog, let's be honest. Money rules the world now. Marketplaces <laughs> have climbed. And you see, you're too young to realize, but, dog, there was no big-time quarterbacks being shuffled around the NFL back in my day. Like, Troy Aikman was a cowboy. He was probably going to be a cowboy for life. They was going to make him that. Steve Young, Joe Montana. Tom Brady, for the most part, right, 20-plus mm -hmm. years. He didn't leave. Drew Brees. Nowadays, you see cats being shopped all the time because of money, in my opinion. Um, money's at an all-time high. Do you think it's a uh, number one priority, uh, just like it is in any business? If you're the CEO of a company, shit, you're chasing the big bag just like anyone else. So I don't know why people get all the hate that they get. Um but I am a guy that wants to be a team guy. I want to win. I want to win. I know Tom Brady sacrificed to win. Uh, that day and age is over, in my opinion. Um, you guys in this younger generation are, are chasing that money because the business, the companies, the organizations have paid guys big bags. And you're like, well, now that I can see it on social media, Pat, is it more like available for you to see? Back in the day, you couldn't see the money we were making. Nowadays, you can see what your peers are making does that, like, is it make it hard, harder now on you guys individually? Like, hey, dog, I want the same bag he got. I think it's just uh, sometimes you catch a few a few players that want to be like, yeah, I just want to win at any at all costs. Like, that's all I want. All I care about is winning. But There's nowadays, I think, what's up? There's only a few like that now, though. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's a few. So, like, nowadays, it's just I won't get paid. And, like, you can understand that because at the end of the day, the team just want to win. And whatever that means, cut whoever going the next day. That's what they're going to do, trade off, whatever it is. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to get you. Uh, it's just you got to be selfish because they're going to do what's best for them at the end of the day. So, um, I don't know, man. Me, I'm a winner. I want to win, but at the same time, I want to get paid too. So, I ain't going to let nothing stop me from getting paid. And um, I don't know. It's just it's tough nowadays. Like you said, like CEOs leave one day, go on the next day, go and make their money. So, I mean, uh, you just got you just got to be selfish nowadays, honestly. Yeah, it is a selfish business now, man, because you don't really know, man. I, I don't know. It's a tough one, man. As a coach, I don't know how the hardballs of the world or the coaches of the world now, it's, NFL's got to be one of the toughest things because in college it's happening now with NILs and all this type of stuff. So it's basically professional football in college now because everyone in college is chasing the same bag. And that's why – 
We got free agents who demand trades. Um, one of your teammates, Roquan Smith, he came on. I think the last time you came on this show, he actually just got traded to you guys. Mm-hmm. And I asked you, and you stood here confident as hell. I was like, man, I don't care who comes in. I'm still doing me. A lot of rumors in the media. I, I kept seeing things in the media like, oh, they're going to move Patrick Queen now. And I'm like, no, they're not. You guys are going to 50. You guys are going to both be in the middle. Um, I got I, I got to take – I want to show this real quick. Um, there was a cat that did a video, and it showed you, and they talked about what you do well and all these things. And I wanted to coach up the – the, the, the naysayers Take out a here. look at Patrick Queen's this issues and how they're fixable. Here, we're going to see him against the Colts split zone where all five linemen are going to zone block. The tight end will pull. I don't want to hear his mouth. Anyway, he's talking about um, you pursuing to the parallel to the line of scrimmage, and they're saying, okay, Patrick overran the play, and then uh, he should have squared up. This guy's not a coach by any means. I want to pause that right there. Um, people that don't coach and don't understand what it is, is they said you over pursued. I say you track the rock and this guy coming behind you better be there for cutback. And that is what football is. People don't really realize that. I want to show this play when Roquan and you in the middle. Now Roquan over pursues and you're there for cutback. The same thing that should have happened on the last play. So these people that put out these clips, they don't really understand it, and they don't understand coaching. But how do you like being in the middle with him? Um, does he make you better? Are you guys just better for it? Um, or are you just there doing you and, 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 and going to be the best version of Patrick Queen? I think it's like a friendly competition because uh, knowing him, the number one paid linebacker, obviously he's doing something right. So, I mean, it's just ever since college, I was, I was watching him, especially like that. I remember that one play against Oklahoma that they played. They had a sweep, a little tall sweep, and he, like, beat the cut block, and the dude came, and he, like, blew him up. So ever since then, I was just watching Roquan all the time. So getting him on your team and now seeing that, like, you could be right there with him, if not better, uh, it just motivates me all all, all the more because I know, like, how great he is and I know how much better he's going to get. And we both young. We both still on the rise. So I think it's like a friendly competition between both of us because we'd be in the game with, like, I got more tackles than you. Oh, no, I'm about to get more than you. I bet, I bet I finish more, more sacks than you, so Hell yeah. we're going to see. Oh, that's good. That's a good thing. Um, and he's signed, and he's he's tied up there, right? He's there. Yeah, he's he going to be there for a minute. So do you want to be a Raven, too? Like, you like it there? Yeah, I love it, though. I love it, there. I ain't going to lie. The Ravens facility is nice. The people up there are nice. Everything about it is nice. The team, all, the, all your teammates cool. You never had that one bad apple over there. So, I mean, it's just. I mean, it's everything you can want. It's just at the end of the day, I'm not gonna be able to get paid still. So, no doubt, no doubt. Um, it's business first nowadays. Um, I get it. Um, let me ask you this: uh, T. Martin, that's my boy. I've known T. a long time. He's now gonna coach the QBs um, for you guys. Uh, I wish he would have coached the QBs a few years ago. To be honest, selfishly speaking, um, I just you know the business is is crazy that way. They had T coaching Whitehouse. They had a cat coaching Q. I mean, it, it happens like that in the league. I don't know why it is what it is. Um, you think T Martin is is a great fit for Lamar if he stays, or for Huntley, or for any quarterback you guys end up having? Is T Martin the right guy over there? And would you would you like to have seen him there before too? Yeah, uh, of course. Because with T, he he's just a all around good guy. Like he talks to us. He he's always around us and stuff. So. I think he understands where we're coming from, him being a player, uh, and then we understanding that he used to be a player. So I think it just correlates with each other, and it just makes us all more comfortable with him being there. And I, he don't even coach me, and I'm cool with him like that. So 
Uh, I just know uh, for their room, that side of the ball, they'll love it. Yeah, T, T, you can't even, that's a cat I've never been able to get mad at. This cat always smiling and, uh, man, just, you know, got that, uh, he got that cool little draw, just chill. He, I, I've known T a long time. He's a good dude, man. Um, I got to ask you this, though, man, if, 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 uh, this thing unfolds, like, do you have an agent? Yeah. So, like, Explain the difference. Like, people don't understand. The NFL changed the rule, right? Like, agents can only take 3% of your money tops, right? Yeah, that's tops. Yeah, that's tops now. So that's what I was – so people think that all these naysayers talking and stuff, they, they don't understand. Like, no, Lamar or whoever has an agent don't need to pay more than 3%. It, you can if you're willing. I mean, I'm sure Patrick Mahomes has – has Lee Steinberg. I'm sure he got 10% or whatever because he got 500 mil. I mean, there's – there's a difference in this thing. Um, of course, there's rumors out there. Lamar came out and said, I've never said anything about guaranteed. Uh, I just want what I'm I'm worth, right, or I'm deserving of. I, I think he's deserving of, of the bag. Um, I mean, of course, you hope. I've seen you tweet about it. I, I know you hope about that he's there. How do you guys go about it? Is it a distraction in the locker room, not knowing who your leader is or who your quarterback's going to be, or do you just go about doing you? Uh. With a guy like that, you definitely think about it. You definitely gonna be like, damn, is Lamar playing? Damn, is Lamar gonna be with the foe? Uh, you can't take that away from him. But I think at the same time, the way this organization is ran, it's defense gonna win this game. Defense gonna win for us. So I mean, we don't be tripping like, like we went out there with Tyler, like and Tyler, a great quarterback. Like he gonna be a great quarterback. So I mean, he putting up seventeen points for us. We gotta win at that point. Like we can't be giving up seventeen, even with this new league, new rules. Offense is doing whatever they're doing. Uh, we still just can't be giving up over 17 points. So uh, it's definitely a thought going around the locker room, for sure. No doubt. No, it, it would be with anybody. I'm sure it was with Brady leaving uh, New England. I'm sure it is when anyone that leaves, like, of stature, MVP guy like that, it's not easy to replace an MVP. Um, what do you think about the quarterbacks in the NFL? Like, you growing up, you got to see Brady in his prime. You got to see uh, Drew Brees and all Peyton Manning. Do you see the same level of quarterback now that you saw then, or is it just completely different game? Like, I know the athleticism is way greater now than it was. I'm sure you would have probably preferred to play a, a sitting duck to, uh, Peyton Manning at points instead of having to chase around Kyler Murray or something like that. But has the game just totally changed, or is the position totally just different now? And do you think – it's good or bad or indifferent. Uh, I think quarterback plays worse than I've ever seen it, but that's overall. But the athleticism is better than I've ever seen it. So I think it's just it's a, there's a give and take. Where do you stand with the QBs now playing in this game? Uh, I definitely, I definitely think it's not the same. I think the whole the whole game all around has changed. I think the the game plan has changed. I think the players are better yeah. now. I think everything is just like more like spaced out now. So it's not like all condensed. Um, think with the quarterback play is just you don't have like the guy that's just gonna sit there and dump, dump it, dump it, dump it, dump it the whole game. You want the big shots. You want the one, one, one play touchdown type stuff. So I mean, um, it's hard to find quarterbacks like that. You still got accurate NFL quarterbacks, a, a, a extreme few, a rare few, but 
as, as far as just like how Peyton used to sit and dump it over the middle, dig, 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 just dump it and find the windows. I mean, you really don't find quarterbacks like that no more, honestly. You're either chunking it or, or, or we're running RPO, we're running a little bit of double, triple option, or we're just slanging the ball deep. We're not really – we're not intermediate no, intermediate no more like it used to be. Like, that's what I was telling people about Jalen Hurts. Like, Jalen Hurts, they're running triple, double, they're running RPO, or they're taking a shot. And it, it seems to be that, that way in the NFL nowadays – is it because they don't – they're running tempo offense, boarded, carded. We're running carded offenses. We're, we're not really verbalizing anything in college. Uh, we're not taking under center snaps. Do you think it's all about getting the best athlete out of high school, recruiting them, getting them to play quarterback in college, go tempo, get the best players, try to win, and, and then they're out of there? Do you think there's a correlation with that going to the NFL and now the NFL has to run similar styles of play because of what college quarterbacks are doing every day? I think so. I think because you could just like look for Patrick Mahomes, for instance, the offense he came from in college and the offense he's in now, like he really went into a perfect fit. So I think besides the fact that he just cold as shit, uh, yeah. it's, it's just everything is correlating. Like you get to college – you could be doing whatever you want and whatever that system is, that's prepping you for like the next three to four years of what you're going to be doing after that. So now you get to the NFL as a whole new game, faster game, different language, different stuff that you got to go into now. So um, it's just a whole lot of stuff going on now. Uh, it's Of course, I don't know how it was back in the day. I know it was like mostly eye formations, pro sets and stuff like that. So right, right. That stuff's gone now. I mean, shoot, you – you seeing 10, 11, 20, move, motion, you're checking personnel and stuff. I, yeah, shit, it, the, only, the only three teams I know still run that stuff is Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Tennessee. They're the only ones still running like a fullback or a move H-back, huh? Shift yeah. like a floater. Yeah. 49ers every now and then. 49ers, yeah, yeah, What uh, If I had to ask you, man, who's the best running back in football right now? Who, who, who don't you want to play every week? Is there a guy like that anymore? Back in the day, it used to be like my boys that I grew up with, like, oh, we didn't want to play Eric Dickerson. That dude was long. He could run by you and run you over. Uh, Bo Jackson was the most feared back in football for yeah. a long time before he got hurt. But is there any guys that, you, like, you know, Derrick Henry, he's a big bruiser. I got to bang him. Or is it a guy like Josh Jacobs who can, who can take it to the house and – physical or is it a guy like chubb you got to play twice a year um is it mixon who's a versatile guy who can who can lead you got a lot of good you got a lot of good ones man you know is there a guy you have you fear is mccaffrey or or any of those guys or is it somebody that you're like you know what screw it we gotta we gotta get 11 hats on the rock and and don't matter who it is man at the end of the day i'm gonna play whoever i'm gonna just say that first because i like playing the best player but Nowadays, I think the top two, I can't just put them one and two. I'm going to put one A, one B is Nick Chubb because he can run past you. He can run through you. He's not easy to tackle at all. Upper body, lower body, whatever it is, it's hard to tackle. And then number two, I'm going to Christian McCaffrey. Really? Because he can do it all. He can run through you. He can run past you. He can shake you. He can do whatever he wants. So uh, he can come out the backfield and run routes. So, I mean, he just, he got it all. People don't understand that, Pat. People, if tell these the Nate, the, the common fan out here that they don't realize you didn't say Derrick Henry. Now everybody's gonna be like, "What about Derrick Henry?" Well, he didn't say his he won, name, he, so he won, he won the missional. You get on the full line of scrimmage, that's a route. 
Exactly. So t- tell people like, dog, we're gonna game plan Derrick Henry completely different than a mixing or 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 a make him stop his feet behind the line. You sure? Stop his feet. Get him back. To get three, four hats on him right away. Point of contact. Don't let him get yak yards. Like McCaffrey, I gotta make sure I tackle his hip. I can't let him get outside. I can't let him re- free release. I might have to reroute him. I might have to spill. I might not have to cancel my pressure and go chase him in the flat. Like people don't realize, there's a lot more to a uh, versatile guy like a Mixon, see uh, McCaffrey, uh, Josh Jacobs, guys like that. Chubb, you said, is interesting. I think he's going to be a Brown. Um, the the league, do you think it's getting better or is it declining? Your conference in particular, the black and blue. Um, the Steelers just signed one of my guys, uh, Braden Fajoko from the uh, Chargers, D-Tackle. Yeah, your boy. Uh, you guys all play together, no? Yeah, we did. Two, yeah, he played a few times. I know his whole family, man. He, yeah. he could do. Um, he going to the Steelers now, man. Now you guys got to see him twice a year. Is it? Is it looks like it's getting better? I don't know about the QB situation in Pittsburgh. I don't know if that's the the answer or not. But um, is the league you think getting better? Are you already in your in your scouting reports as far as like who's getting who, or is that just way later? You're still chilling right now. I mean, it's it's. I think it's just getting harder, honestly, because. Every quarterback you're seeing now is mobile. Um, the game getting harder because it's RPO. Is you got to be here for this and all. It's just so much going on now. People don't understand. Like the game is way harder now. Like you just said, trying to tackle Chris McCaffrey. If he gets to the edge and I'm right there with him, before, like on a hash mark, he can still cut in. He can still cut out. He can still run through me. He can still farm. He can juke. He can do whatever. Um, you got Pittsburgh. You got Najee in the backfield. The first game we had him sold up. I think Najee had like. 20 yards the first game, then the second game came out rushed for 100. So, I mean, it's just it's constantly changing. The player that you see first game might not do nothing. The second game, it might come and blow up. So, I mean, it's just – And let me ask you this. The teams, the league itself, every single team in that division, um, excluding yourself, you don't play yourself on offense, but, like, you go from Burrow and, the, and those wideouts and mixing – so then you go to a black and blue 21 personnel, ISO power, play action, Pittsburgh Steelers team. And then you got Cleveland, which had the whole quarterback issue and all that. You didn't know who they were, the identity of that team. They're, you knew they were probably going to struggle early, but they're still a bang, bang team uh, in that division. Now, you know, Watson's back at quarterback. That team's going to have him from the jump. Um Cincinnati is who they are. They're getting better. Um, they, they probably get better up front. They're going to be a hard out. And then you guys are going to get better. Your defense is always going to have you in games. Um, you look at that division. Do you break down each team? Like, man, this is a completely different style. I got to go from Pittsburgh in 21 personnel to Joe Burrow in 11 and 10 and spread out as a backer. Your keys are all screwed up every single time, every week. You're now reading the fullback and the guard compared to now you're reading the, the Y, the H, number two, number three receiver in three by one or whatever. Is it totally different now as far as game planning when you go from the extreme differences in Pittsburgh to a Cincy or a Cleveland? Yeah, because definitely because like you said, like Cleveland going to be like the type to get to the edge. They want to get to the edge then cut it up. Uh, it's just Cincinnati. They're going to want to run, run play here. Dump, 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 dump. Run play here. Dump, dump, dump. So uh, you just got to be on your P's and Q's with your film. The coach is going to let you know everything. They're going to have the game plan all sold up first day you come in. Um, it's just it's different. Like, 
the Pittsburgh, we played them the first time. They was trying to run inside the whole game. Then they come to the second game, they faking the runs inside but bouncing it out. So, I mean, it's just – it's whatever – you got to roll – you got to roll with the flow and then eventually be able to change because we could prep for Cincinnati the whole week and then run a whole different game plan. So, um, that's when you just fall back on what you learned about your defense and what you do on your defense and you just play your defense. So, um, all those guys are different, though. Every single team in our division run different stuff. Hey, we're, I was superstitious when I played, dog. I wore the same, like, shimmo under my pads. I wore the same whatever every week. I listened to the same music going into the game, into the stadium. Uh, you superstitious? Or do you got do you have, like, pregame rituals? Do you have, like, uh, that, week, you know, week prep rituals, like, that you don't break? Do you do – do, do, do cats still do that? Or is every week, like, whatever? Yeah, some cats still do that. My only superstition, I got to have a turtleneck. Like, I don't care if it's 100 degrees outside. I got to have a turtleneck on. Yeah, I knew it was something. I knew it was something. I don't, I don't okay. care. How you, you don't do – you got – you just in your – in your – in your in the mode, like, Man. music. I'm, I'm, I'm barely warm up for pregame. I ain't going to lie to you. I go out there, I do a few little things, and that's it. I go right back in. So, I'm not – I'm not a huge, like, music guy. Like, I listen to music, obviously, and stuff. But I'm not, like, a huge – like, I got to have music before the game. Yeah. No, I couldn't uh, – I think coaches burn their cats out pregame, especially, like, high school, college. They think it's such a big – like, you're out there for an hour doing all this stuff. And I'm like, dog, we practice all week. I, I'm not going to have my guys out here for no hour doing every single drill we did in the practice. Right. And then my guys are burnt out. They're already sweated out. Now they're drinking a bunch of fluid. Now they're slow. I'm like, nah, let's be advanced. Let's chill. Let's chill in the locker room. Is that how it is nowadays? You guys go out there basically just look at some few personnels and look at the other guys, BS with them, chill, and just get kind of loose for the most part and then go get ready to go. It's not yeah. no – Especially in the NFL, you do whatever you want. You got whatever warm-up you got before the game. And then obviously once you put the pads on, you got your little small warm-up. But college, I remember Miranda, Miranda hated me for what I did in college. Like the warm-up was so long. Like I used to just be like – I'll do a rep. Now, with everybody finished, I'll be like, y'all good? Y'all ready? You know, I walk up, back up all slow, and I'll get ready for the next one. Because it was like so much shit we had to do with a roundup. But You'd be burnt out 100 degrees. Bro, first, beginning of the game, first drive, I'm wore out. So I'm like, See, yeah, that's I what I'm trying to stay away from. I know Dave well. He's a California cat, man. I know this cat. He's He's he been like that forever. He's doing that at Baylor, too. Probably 150 degrees. <laughs> uh, so it's crazy. Man, what's next for you, man? What, what's your – you got, like, you set goals every year for, like, in the offseason? Do you set goals like, I want to hit this weight? I want to I wanna cut this 40 down? I want to cut this shuttle down? Like, do you do anything personally for as far as your, um, you know, getting ready for next season? Or are you worried – are you doing other goals for the season too? Like, are you setting goals like, I want to be first team. I want to be a pro bowl. I want to lead the team in tackles. Do you do any of that stuff, checking the boxes? Yeah, so uh, this offseason, I just want to get to 228. Uh, that way I have a little leeway going into camp. I could put on a little bit of weight, and now keep me around like 232, 233, um, and still keep my speed. Uh, for as far as like stats-wise, I just I always want to lead the team in tackles. I feel like that's the best – one of the best stats uh, is leading your team in tackles, not the bullshit tackles 20 yards down the field, like actual like in-the-box stops. Bang, bang, yeah. Um, I need at least five interceptions. Five force fumbles every year. That's going to be my goal. Five and such a five four fumbles. You do that throughout your career, you automatically Hall of Fame. Um, then you got to have that's Pro Bowl. That's Pro Bowl. That's all Pro. That's all of that. That's all, everything that I want. Everything that I need. So 
That's definitely. You got your personal uh, agenda. That's good, man. I look, man. I hope you get the bag. I hope everything works out there. Uh, I hope uh, T. Martin gets to coach Lamar. I think it's gonna be a great fit. And uh, man, I, I appreciate you taking time, man, during the week. I know you got to go work out, go fish, go chill. Uh, enjoy the enjoy the off season, man. You young. You got a chance to make it happen. You're gonna be great for a long time. I can't wait to keep watching you, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate you having me too. No, always. Stay up out. Stay safe out here, man. Texas crazy right now. Nah, bro, they jacking everybody. Uh, everywhere, though. Hey, if you see Megan, though, t- holler at her. Give me my number. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> All right, dog. Appreciate you. All right, peace. All right, later. Uh, Patrick Queen, Baltimore Ravens starting linebacker. Much love to him. Um, appreciate him. TikTok, come on over to YouTube Live. That was uh, Patrick Queen, Baltimore Ravens starting inside linebacker. That's why you got to come over to YouTube, get the real, so you know who the hell I'm talking to. I'll see you guys on the other side. Come on over to YouTube. Peace. Um, Patrick Queen, man, great uh, great kid, man. I love having him on the show. He's always done. He's the second time being on. Um, he always is, uh, is honest. Um, here's the thing about it. You know, we didn't even talk. We hadn't talked, uh, but I think real recognizes real. I think he knew I wasn't going to put him in harm's way. I'm not going to ask him about Lamar like that. Um, I threw a few questions in there just to get his thoughts, but I wasn't going to make the make the thing about Lamar. That's shady to me. See, that's janky to me. I think that is janky. When cats do what they do, they bring on certain cats to talk about another cat. To me, it's shady, and I just wouldn't do it. I'm not going on a show, and you're going to ask me about someone else. I just that's to me is just not uh, cool. That's just what mainstream media does. Uh, I'm not that guy. Um, I wanted Pat for who he is because he comes on the show frequently. That's his second time on the show. So but I still asked him a few things and, you know, he's honest, dog. We talk a lot. Patrick Queen is honest. He, He don't have no he don't hold punches and he doesn't play the politic game. He doesn't play the political I got to say this. I got to say that. He don't check in. A lot of these cats got to check in if they want to come on a show. Um, I give a lot of credit to Patrick Queen, man, for coming on like that. Um, and at least at least I got to show some film of him and, and, and Roquan in the middle and got to watch it with him. I thought that was cool. Uh, That's why I wanted to have that film up and talk about why the the naysayers who do TikTok videos don't know what the hell they're talking about. They don't know what the hell they're doing, but they're making videos to get clout off you, just like everyone on TikTok makes Last Chance You videos to get clout off me. That's what they do. So if you're just coming in the show, pound the like button, subscribe, become a member, go back and rewind it, watch the first 35 minutes of the show as Patrick Queen, Baltimore Ravens' very own linebacker, was on the show live. Um, much love to him and uh, the Ravens' uh, starting linebacker. Uh, contrary to belief, brought to you by CandidateCBD.com. I got to get into it since we didn't do it. Um, bet better. Be better, shit, in real life than on social media. Be better in real life than on social media. Trust is like glass. Once broken, it will never be the same. Contrary to belief. We live in a time where people get mad when you don't let them use you. Contrary to belief. (laughs) 
We live in a time where people get mad when you don't let them use you. When you don't let them use you, they get mad at you. That is what social media has allowed. Social media has allowed comfort in an uncomfortable world. I just got to be honest. It has allowed comfort in an uncomfortable world. It has allowed people to say what they want to say. They want to say they it, it allows people to do what they want to do. They can fake who they are. Um all these type of things, man. And it to me it's just uh it's really it's really sad, it's really sickening and uh it, it, Mike Tyson said it best. You know, social media has allowed you from getting mud stomped and hitting the mouth when you say some crazy stuff on social media. That's just the truth of the matter. But, it, you know, it is what it is. That's just what it is. And uh, listen, I got a guy here working on my house. Uh, I'll, I'm going to take a four minute break. Uh, go get some coffee. Let him out and put the dogs up and i'll be back in about five minutes and make sure you hit the like button subscribe become a member tyoka jackson and i had a great debate on the nascar if nascar drivers are athletes drop your thoughts in the chat do you think a nascar is an athlete a driver i think he isn't he thinks he isn't i think he is is it i don't know I'll be back in five. Let me ask you this. This is, a, this is a totally different subject because I'm sitting there watching this NASCAR and I've had this conversation with multiple people. NASCAR drivers, athletes or no? Yes, this is why. Um, now, the, I define an athlete by a cat that can, that looks decent shooting a jumper, that has a natural golf swing, that right. can bowl a strike, that can throw a football, that can get on the bench and hit 225. Like I look at a guy and define him as that. Like I could do all those things. I know I you. All that. Pat McAfee. He, he, he. You could tell Pat McAfee when he was a he was a kicker in the NFL. But you could tell he could do all those things I just mentioned. Agreed. And people don't know. Some guys get out and be a stiff, horrible looking golf club. Like right. these. Are, like they're good as an old lineman, but then are nothing else, right? Or or whatever you want to. Anyone like that. Yep. I define athletes that way that can play anything, even like. Shoot a shoot some pool or you know anything any sport they're good at. I think that's the great athlete. So this is why I say this. I've got to know some NASCAR drivers. From so, what they have told me and what I've heard, yeah, is they are literally they do not recover in between races because of how their how bad their body gets beat up from race to race. They right. never recover fully. Right. Uh, kind of like football, we don't, get, you know, we don't get the soreness out for three, four days. Right. They're they don't ever get it out between races. Right. Like so, they get banged up. It is a collision sport. So football and NASCAR were the only two, by definition, collision sports in the world. Hockey, basketball, and baseball considered contact. Contact. Sport. Right. Right. So football no longer is collision, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> What's your take on it? I'm with you on that. So my, my take is, if, if you're going to call race car drivers athletes, tell me the athletic movement they're performing while doing their sport. Gas, not clutch perform, break. Gas clutch break shift. That's not an athletic movement. I mean, look, let's be honest. You've got 16-year-old kids on the street right now doing it. I mean, highly skilled. Great hand-eye coordination. Balls. Fearlessness. Toughness. 
have to be in some sort of physical shape to, to go through the entire NASCAR season, right? And circuit, all of that. What's the athletic movement of turning left? Again, if so if they're athletes, fighter pilots are the greatest athletes who ever lived because they're going, whatever they're going, one little mistake, one little turn of that yoke, and you're dead. And you know, it's a good conversation, like, dog. I so so listen, I, I respect what they do even more so by watching it and live and indie indie car even more so, man, because you know they got make one more move on a pebble on that thing, they going flying, right? Athletes, though, come on, bro. We know what athletes are. You know what athletes are. Just then, is a baseball pitcher an athlete? Absolutely. That's an athletic movement. No question. Hockey, baseball. We've got some fat, sloppy motherfuckers out there that don't can't even get off the mound. No doubt. No doubt. Jerome Bettis did not have the greatest body in the world. (laughs) But he can tote that rock, right? Leon Lett probably might have been the greatest athlete I've ever seen in my life. Warren, you want you need to see Warren Sapp then. Warren Sapp, Leon Lett. When 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 my boy was on that Cowboy team and told me that Leon Lett used to beat Dion in the first ten yards out of a gate on a forty, I was like, "What?" They're wow. like, "Dog, I'm telling you, Leon Lett's a fucking freak." Wow. He played against him, I'm sure, right? Absolutely. He was towards the end of his career, but yeah. I definitely. mean, damn. I mean, what he did on those teams. I mean, I I could see it. I, we've yeah. seen some freaks in nature, obviously, but. And without oh, without having great pitchers, I think you could, to me, throwing the ball hard or even controlling it, it's one movement similar to, to me, you got to move clutch, gas, brake, shift. That's four things, plus stay focused mentally and take the rigor of getting banged all day on 500 miles. I don't know, dog. That's really close, a pitcher and a NASCAR guy. Who's doing the work in that NASCAR race, the driver or the freaking car? Well, both if you bop that engine stop that listen the pitcher it's his power it's his technique it's his movement that's making that ball go from zero to a hundred in nascar it's the combustion engine underneath that hood that's making it go from zero to a hundred yes it is golfer golfer same thing that's an athletic movement bro that that ball sitting here at zero that's an athletic movement and you're walking Throughout, there's a reason why they don't ride in a cart. That is an athletic movement. Are there some fat guys playing it? Absolutely. John Cruck played baseball. That was an athletic movement of swinging that bat. But John Cruck, we know, was not the most, you know, good-looking athlete we've ever seen. But at least it's all athletic movements. When it comes to race car driving and driving motorcycles and all of that, great sports, I respect them, but those are not athletes. Here's another uh, Here's another one. If a female can 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 compete at the highest level against men, they're not athletes, okay? If I went on a WNBA court, I'm getting cooked, right? But if a WNBA player plays against an NBA player, she's going to get cooked because it's an athletic difference. So at the highest level, if women and men can compete on the same level, they're not athletes. If you are 40 or more years old and you can consistently compete, not just one year or two years, if you can consistently compete at 45 or higher at the highest level, they're not athletes. So you let me ask you this. You think right now, if me and you get together in a couple, uh, we're going we're to go, have to do this. We're going to film this shit and make a show of it. <laughs> you think me and you could get in a NASCAR and, and, and just let's say we do a 100-mile race. Right. You think we could do that shit? And, and compete against them? No, 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 no. Just oh. – just a hundred mile race. Hundred mile race. So, and let's say it's at Indy. That's two miles, right? So, so we doing two lap, uh, fifty laps. Could 50. I do it? 
Yeah, I could I could get around it. I ain't I ain't going 120 miles an hour. But no, I can get around it. 220. <laughs> 220, right. I, okay. yeah, I, I don't know well, if well, I can... So you don't think you gotta be an athlete to do that shit? No, I think you have to be in great shape and you have to be greatly skilled and, and be great at your craft of balance. Your core is always getting engaged because you gotta keep yourself upright. I get all of that, but that, that they are not athletes. Athleticism, quickness, balance. Ambidextrous, being able to move laterally with exposure, explosion off the off the ground. They don't have to do any of that. They just have to click these. Those are their shifters. They got to push their foot down, and they got to. Ah, I don't know. What do you think about that? Are NASCAR car drivers athletes? Uh, that was a great debate. My boy Tyoka Jackson, great former Ram, great. Um, Patrick Queen, appreciate him joining me this morning. Um, we still got Jeff Nadu, Barstool's very own, is going to come on. We're going to talk a little bit, uh, real talk banter. And uh, we're going to talk about the uh, proposal yesterday at an opening day, Major League Baseball, where the uh, security absolutely mollywhopped him and did a Patrick Queen on the guy. Um, was that for TikTok? Was that for clicks? Let me be honest. Was it for clicks? He goes out there, tries to propose to his girl in the stands. A security guard mops him. Um, is that for clicks? Because we know dang well that you're not supposed to jump out there on that field and then get on a knee and act like you're... Did you get the answer, homie? Did you get the answer back from the proposal? Or were your ears ringing? <laughs> um... Man, it was clickbait, man. It's unbelievable. Opening day in baseball, um, just further proving that I dislike the sport very much so. I thought it was the worst five hours of my life watching a few games, just so I could talk about a few games. Aaron Judd hit a home run, his first at bat for the Yankees. They beat the hated ones, which I did like and appreciate. Uh, the hated ones for my Dodgers are the Giants. Uh, if you're a Doyers, we say Doyers here in L.A. from the uh, incredible uh, Hispanic fan base. Uh, Doyers are how the Los Angeles Doyers are pronounced. And the Giants are the hated ones. We don't like the, Do we don't like the Giants here, and we love when the Yankees beat the Giants. By the way, those are all New York, former New York teams. Um, Giants, Yankees, Dodgers were Brooklyn. Um, ironically... Uh, it is what it is. Aaron Judd hit a home run. Great. I mean, maybe he's a good home run hitter. Uh, the Angels, uh, Otani, he had a hell of a game, performed a no, uh, run game, I think a two hitter, and loses because the Angels can't get any support. The Angels are who they are. They can't score runs. And they are wasting the best player in baseball. When is Otani getting traded is my question. That is the next question, Hector. When is Otani getting traded? Um, because the Angels are absolutely wasting him. So let's get to the real show in the news. Uh, Trump indicted. What does this mean for America? And it's a felony on top of that. It's not even a misdemeanor. We got through the Hunter Bidens of the world, the... Um, you know, the Clintons, the Bushes. I mean, we've gotten through some shady operations as the POTUS of this country. 
Look, I'm not a Trump guy. I'm not a Biden guy. I'm an independent thinking guy. I don't really care who you vote for because I don't vote. Apparently, Jason Whitlock was trending on Twitter last night. He went on Tucker Carlson's show, I believe, who I think is another joke, by the way. Uh, He goes on Tucker Carlson's show and basically almost cries, Whitlock does, and basically says, you know, I don't vote. I don't vote. I'm the same way as him. I don't vote either. But he said, i got to vote now. I'm not going to go that extreme yet. I'm not voting. I'm still not going to vote. Uh, I still don't think my vote really matters, especially after last election. I don't think it matters. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to get a conspiracies about voting rules and all that crap. I don't believe in all that. But what I do know is that the, the, the POTUS, the president of our country, is a indeed a puppet. And he's a puppet master in the puppet show. And it doesn't matter who we have. There's a reason why we only have 70-year-old presidents. There's a reason why out of 350 million people in America, the only two guys we vote on are 80 years old. They're cadavers. They're sitting here ready to pass on. They're just incompetent. They can't walk up an airplane flight of stairs. They can't. Where is Bill Pullman or whatever his name is, the dude from Independence Day? (laughs) Hey, Josh. Where is the president from Independence Day? Why we don't have him? Where's Morgan Freeman in uh, uh, London has fallen? Why can't we get a, a, a guy that, to quarterback this thing uh, like, like a legitimate cat? Like, <laughs> I miss like, where's that guy at? Um, I want that guy. But it is what it is. Um, Major League Baseball opening day starts off with a bang. Aaron Judge hits a home run, his first bat. Uh, uh, it, you know, it was it was all right. Uh, the Rockies closer, though, is who I got to get into. Uh, what's his name? Bard. Um, I, I got this sent to me by a few people. Hector sent me a few. Uh, a few other people have sent it to me. Um, <sighs> closer for the Rockies, Daniel. Bard is starting the season on the injury list with anxiety, people. He's decided to be open and honest about what he's going through instead of trying to hide it. He had the yips earlier in his career and spent seven years out of the majors. All right. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um... We have anxiety now. Anxiety now is the problem for sitting out. Now we have anxiety. Dog, I don't understand. Here's what needs to happen. I I, I just got to be honest. I got to be honest. Got to be real. Years ago, one of my friends growing up named Kevin Casey was a safety for the Cincinnati Bengals, played a long time. He was in the first XFL team in L.A., or for the Frisco team that played L.A. and Tommy Maddox. He went to a small school called Augustana, South Dakota, Division II school, uh, when I was at Fort Hayes State in Kansas. So he was a white safety, actually mixed with white and Thai. He was actually Thai and white. He lived with me through high school, um, he was a goody good kid. We tried to help out and, and, and hip him to the culture. And he ended up getting culture, found a sister, found got his first, you know, uh, 
he got some he got himself a sister got a little piece of ass and uh he he, he got turned out all right anyway he makes it to the nfl he plays a long time uh i asked pat pac-man jones about him he played a long time in the nfl actually played for the titans i believe he played for the Bengals for about shoot eight years ten years well anyway um I was talking to him and we were talking about this in particular. We we're talking about this in particular. He had a baby. All right. Cincinnati was getting ready to play for a, in a playoffs and he had a baby. And his girl was having a baby. And they told him, if you miss this game, which was the first round of playoffs, I think they were playing Tennessee or something like that. This is early 2000s, 2005. Uh, 2002, three, four, probably. If you miss this game, you probably are getting cut. Now, this is to see the birth of his child. All right, let me, let me, I want to give you, make sure we're clear here. To see the birth of his child. All right. My dad died in 05. I was at practice as an offensive coordinator that day. All right. And then you had Ty Lu, who I put on my Patreon. I put a video of him on my Patreon coming out saying, I had seven deaths in my family this year. I could not make one funeral because we lost six games in a row. All right. So there's three ideologies that are all from the same tree. Myself, Ty Lu, all around the same age. And then I believe the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals at that time. Uh, man, it wasn't Marvin. Marvin was the D.C. Uh, let me see. Let me see who it was. I want to say. I want to say it was maybe it was Marvin because I think he got the job in 03. Uh, I don't know who it was before that. Um, I want to say it was someone else, though. I want to say it was someone. Dick LeBeau. It was Dick LeBeau, and then Marvin took over. Dick LeBeau was the head coach at the time. So Dick LeBeau was the head coach, and he told Kevin, you're going to get cut if you miss this playoff game to see your daughter being born. All right? Can you imagine? I just want to throw a new poll question out there, Lucy. Can you imagine a coach or someone now telling a player now to miss, don't miss the game or you're going to get cut? Do you know the backlash on social media when that kid posted? Um, we miss games for deaths in this profession. And now we're missing games to claim anxiety, mental health, blah, blah, blah. Let me ask Brian Case. I know you mentioned you in the, in the Discord. If you're not a member of the Discord, come on over to the Discord. Um, Slap Nation. Brian Case is talking about anxiety in the Discord. Let me ask Brian Case something, though, because see, my mom's a doctor. I've dealt with a lot of this before. Um, is there a diagnosis, a prognosis, a... Is there a real diagnosis for anxiety? 
do you know if there is? Because I can combat what you'd say. I'm thinking you'll probably say there is, but I think I would argue that it's a fallacy. Anxiety is a fallacy. Not that it doesn't exist. I believe 1,000% anxiety exists, but I don't believe there is a true diagnosis and they can sit here and take your check your blood, check your blood pressure, check your cholesterol level, check your heartbeat, and tell you you have anxiety. There is no blood disease to tell you there's anxiety. There is no uh, heart murmur that beats off a beat to tell you that you have anxiety. All they can do is speculate that this is the symptoms of anxiety. See, I can argue that the symptoms are a, a million other things. But there is no clear-cut data that says this is anxiety. So I don't know if you remember the center for the Raiders who missed the Super Bowl uh, when they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the year that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won with Gruden, um, when Rich Gannon was the quarterback for the Raiders. And what happened, if you guys don't remember, uh, Sean Waffle probably remembers, Bipolar was invented. Bipolar disease was invented and basically came to light. The center missed the game because of bipolar. He was a, he had a bipolar episode in the hotel room, and then bipolar disease came about. Well, what was bipolar? No one really knew. Was it Tourette's? Because you're bipolar now when we talk about, oh, you're bipolar, dog, JB. You're, you're calm one day, and then the next day, you're blah, 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 blah. That's bipolar. Is it? Or is it just, that's my personality and emotion? What is the exact diagnosis of bipolar? How do you know? Is it checking blood like a disease? No, it's not. Is it uh, checking your heart? Uh, no, it's not. It is, again, I argue, a money grab from the big pharma and there's more pills now that Brian Case and all the Americans out here suffering from anxiety, quote unquote, or mental health. Guess what? Now you're taking a bunch of pills. Now you're taking a bunch of pills because in your mind, you think that's going to clear you from anxiety. When in theory, it's not. Go to sip a drink of yak and smoke a stick. <laughs> anxiety will go away real quick. Um, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. I think anxiety exists, but I don't believe there's a diagnosis. I don't believe you can truly tell me how I have it, why I have it, and what it really is. I believe it's all a personality trait. I believe that's one of our characteristics. I believe we have to deal with personal demons and have to deal with them in the right way and be mentally tough, have tough skin. Mentally, Mental fortitude is a real thing. Now, anxiety does live. I, my dog has anxiety, crazy anxiety. <clears throat> and dogs have anxiety like crazy, right? They pant. They don't like a room they're in. They pant. Guess what we do? Our heart may go up a few beats, and we got we get hot. We're sweating. Uh, Brian Case, tell me what your what your symptoms are. Like, what do you what do you get? Like, I, I, I you know, it's like you know, walking down an alley, you 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 get chills, you get goosebumps, you know that you're not in the right place. That's all the human body. That's the body telling you something's up, giving you alarms. I believe the same thing with anxiety. I think you got to learn how to control it. But I've never known anxiety to cause a professional athlete to miss games 
and get paid. I, 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 I never had in my life. If we go back to what I was talking about as my cat Kevin was told he would be cut if he missed the birth of his daughter. If a guy in that era said to his coach, I have anxiety, I can't play today, coach. Do you know he would have been cut on the spot, A. B, you would have been blasted by your teammates for coming in with some weak excuse that anxiety is the reason you're not playing today. Do you know what the locker room would have did to him? They would have been like, anxiety, you bitches. He would have been called every name in the book. Nowadays, do you realize what would happen? Do you realize that these cats, in my opinion, are even softer than I first assumed and presumed they were? You know why? Because I believe these soft cats have now taken full advantage of cancel culture, of the PC world, of all the things that can happen on social media and are using it to their advantage. I'm going to be, I'm going to say anxiety because shoot, the GM can't say nothing. The coach can't say nothing. The owner can't say nothing because I'll go on Instagram and Twitter and I'll go say these cats are hating on me and they're, they're going to fire me and they're going to cut me because I got anxiety. And then everybody will come to his aid on social media, just like they did Damar Hamlin and why Hamlin made $50 million on a GoFundMe because everyone felt sorry. Everybody felt sorry for him. And no, my gosh, you can't say that, coach. You can't say that that's not real. You can't say that he doesn't have anxiety. You have to pay him, even though he's missing 20 games. <laughs> I mean, I'm being real here. A lot of you can't handle the truth, and now you call it crying. See, that's what's crazy about today's generation. Y'all will call me the old man on the porch crying yelling at the clouds and all that old stuff. But the truth just passes you by. You don't want to hear the truth. You can't handle that the truth really is that in my era, you had a baby during the playoffs. You were missing the birth of your baby. <laughs> you can't even fathom it no more. You couldn't even fathom that right now. None of you in this chat, other than anyone that's under 40, probably couldn't even imagine that. The first thing out of your mouth, because you've been allowed and been trained by social media to accept is, hell no, I'm I'm, I'm a bee at my baby's birth. Guarantee you that. 20 years ago, you wouldn't have said that. 20 years ago, you would not have said that because you would have been cut. You could have said it all you want, and you could have stood by it. Like Lamar with no agent, you could have stood by it. And I respect it. I respect that you stand alone. I love being alone. It takes a mother, it takes to do with big balls to stand alone. But you would have been cut. <laughs> you wouldn't have got paid. See, now you have the freedoms to say that like you're big bad King John because you think that you're the biggest thing on since sliced bread. No, you're not. You have protection from social media because 
20 years ago, dog, you wouldn't have said that. And if you did, you would have been cut. That's just the difference. That's just truth. That's the truth. It ain't me yelling on the on, at the clouds. That is the truth. We missed our babies being born. We played through broken bones. We didn't load manage. It is what it is. That's just the truth of the matter. I mean, it's just truth. That's the truth, dog. I mean, I'm sorry, but it is what it is. The college ump um, who came, has come forward, the one that kicked out the catcher the other day, he's come out and said he regrets judgment laps. He regrets a judgment lapse. The judgment lapse is that you're trying to be the, you want to be the primary focus of the sport. That is what it is. That is what it is. You're not, you didn't have a judgment lapse. You had a, um, you had a failed appearance at the plate, ump. You realize that this isn't about you three days later when social media has dominated your world. <laughs> now you have a judgment lapse. Dog, it is what it is. You are who you are, not what you say you are. You didn't have no judgment lapse. Let's be honest. You didn't have no judgment lapse. You had a dang, you had a dang, you had a dang, uh, all right. Um, my guy just left the house. I just had my, I just put a porch in. I put a, I put some, uh, some like flagstone down, um, on my porch entrance to walk into the house and it looks sexy. I like it. Blends with the house, that natural rock, uh, had to do it. I'm always doing something to the house tomorrow live on Patreon. We are going to have a poker party and we're going to film it. So all you members. So if you're not a member, become one. We are going to have a live poker party on Patreon. Um, these are some of the exclusive content that you won't get on here or anywhere else. Um, we're going to be chilling and, uh, we're going to be having a, uh, a little poker party, and we're going to put it on Patreon, man. So make sure you're a member. It's located in my bio. It's on YouTube, the link. Go be a member of our Patreon. Sean Salisbury and I, Last Chance Q videos are on there. Uh, we're breaking down football. We're breaking down NFL film that no one else can. Plus, we're going to be doing our mock draft this month. Um, on April 10th, we start back, and we're going to do two weeks solid of our mock draft, and we're going to dive into it. We're going to have a board. We're going to get into the draft and show and move around pieces. And we're going to do a lot of work. And we are going to compare our draft with. Um, what the hell is his name? Mel Kuyper. We're going to make our draft. Compare that to Mel Kuyper. Compare that to Todd McShay. And we're going to try to beat those two with our picks. That's what Sean and I are going to do. And we're going to break down all the draftable quarterbacks in totality. We're going to do all that on Patreon. So make sure you guys come on over there, become a member. Um, that is, it is the best uh, $19.99 a month you can spend. Um, it's like a dollar a day, dog. Think about it that way. Um, Trump indicted. Major League Baseball kicks off. 
Uh, Megan the Stallion wore the shit out of those jeans. Uh, I gotta, I gotta cuss. When you see that, you gotta cuss, dog. And now Matt McChesney just texted me. He can't make it on. Um, he's had some bad weather and some other things and he, uh, he was going to try to make it. And I just got a text. He can't make it on. Um, Um, he'll be back Monday. Um, Zach will be back Monday as well. Zach Smith will be back on Monday. We're going to talk some college football. Uh, I wish Zach was here right now because I got to get to this Jalen Carter news. Um, Jalen Carter um, has basically been taken off the NFL draft boards, according to the Athletic. Um, the Raiders have crossed him off the board. They will not take him seventh overall, um, according to what it really was. Um, he was going to be the seventh pick by the Raiders if he lasted that long. Uh, you know, the Bears talked about taking him early um, when they decided, before they decided to trade the pick. So Jalen Carter has been taken off the board. And then you start to dig deep into it, and you're starting to see teams drop him. And then MCDC for the Lions came out, and he said in a recent interview um, that a teammate of Jalen Carter gave him interesting information that nobody would have known. Campbell would not expand on what he was told, but just left it at it's interesting. Along with that, the Raiders are reportedly dropping him as well. It'll be interesting to see when the Georgia D-line comes off the board, when the Georgia D-lineman comes off the board. Um I don't know, man. It's interesting to say the least. Um, interesting to say the least about Jalen Carter. I don't know what to think. All I do know is that the NFL has the they have FBI. They have they have FBI former sheriffs, former CIA, former FBI. Every one of those guys are in the NFL security office. They are the ones that call me about certain players. They call me, ask about what happened to a Jermaine Johnson here or a Calvin Jackson there or a Raheem Boyd here. I get calls by NFL teams all the time and their security offices. They do background checks going back to elementary school, contrary to your belief. So having said that, um, they have dug up some stuff. They have got into people. You know what they do? They go to the homie and they throw a bag at him. Here you go. It's 50K. I need to know exactly what happened that night. You don't think that they're squilling like that dude to Shakashi 6ix9ine? <laughs> you don't think they're going to squill? Man, deuces. Oh, man, that dude was going 120, and he hit a left, and he was getting some head, and he made a right, and he hit that cat, and then he hopped to the other side of the car, and then she was driving now, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, we don't know what happened. Well, people died. Um, You don't think there's snitches out there that'll take a bag to tell on their homies? Man, please. Man, please. I'm just telling you, that is real. 
That happens all the time. And I'm just telling you, I've witnessed it. Trust me. I've witnessed it. That is why there's a difference between homies, your partners, P-A-T-N-A, partner, and your acquaintances. There's acquaintances, there's homies, and there's partners. Which one of those three do you trust? I had to mute my ass, man. This dude is... You better chill out. What the hell are you doing in my house running around like that? Um, Go lay down. Ash, man, is out here. Get out of my nuts. Go lay down. Ash is down here tripping. He running around the house. I'm, oh, man, I bet you he's probably done something. I'm about to... Mm. Oh, Peter. Please, Peter. Save me, Peter. Lucy, say a prayer for me um, with PETA. Um, it's funny that people think I really am just back here. I got to ask Jeff Nadu about Hasbula. If you guys know about Hasbula, do you know Hasbula, the little guy that's a grown man, but he's a real little guy? He suffers from a certain disease. Hasbula, I guess his name is. I'm not really familiar, but he's a Barstool guy now. He's with Jeff. Jeff is always with him. I'm going to ask Jeff about it. He's taking heat for messing with his cat. I guess he has a video out there. He's grabbing his cat's ear and I guess hit the hit the face of the cat or something. I don't know what happened. I haven't seen the whole video. But Hasbula, I guess, I don't know who this kid is. I don't know where he really got big from. But apparently he's just like everywhere. Um, I can't, I don't know who it is. I really don't. Um, but I can't wait to dive into uh, asking Jeff that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Javante Moffitt, is that a current safety for the Falcons? Okay, just tweeted at me. Um, uh, Javante Moffitt, is he a starting safety for the Falcons? I got to get him on the show, see what's happening. Um, Yeah. Well, that makes sense if he hangs out with Dana White, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Um, we'll see. Uh, anyway, um, can't wait to... Uh, who did, Hector? Hasbula? Hasbula did an interview or Devante, Javante Moffitt? You guys know Javante Moffitt is, the safety for the Falcons? Is he a starter? Hector, you know, I got to dive into this Malik uh, Beasley uh, deal. I got to dive into Malik Beasley before I get into some coaches' top tens. Um, and then make sure you come on over to Patreon and get the uncensored version of Coach JB um, every day. Yesterday, we had an issue uploading. Hopefully, it's fixed. Uh, Patreon was down for uploads yesterday. I don't know why. We're going to try to fix it today. Um <sighs> Malik Beasley is now pleading with the Laker fans to leave his wife and family alone. Back to the anxiety guy, load managing guy, back to the Westbrook's kicking fans out of the crowd, Kyrie, back to the soft ass generation of people we deal with. 
The Los Angeles Lakers fan base can be great when you're playing well, but they can also turn into vicious fan base when they think a player is not doing well enough to keep them, help them out. Malik Beasley is finding that out now. The Lakers star is now pleading with Laker fans who have harassed his wife and family on social media. Beasley has been shooting just 37% from the field since being traded to the Lakers, which is the lowest mark of any season of his career. Maybe because you play with LeBron James, fan base. Here's the truth of the matter. Let's dive into this Malik Beasley thing. Let's just keep it 100. They're attacking you and your wife because of the whole Scotty Pippen incident, dog. They don't care about your 37% percentage from the field. LeBron's shooting less than that. (laughs) Come on. LeBron's shooting less than that. So let's, let's just keep it real. They don't care about your shooting percentage, Malik Beasley. They worried about your drama with Scottie Pippen. <laughs> like, let's just be real. What do you do? The question is, what do you do if a fan says something about your wife and kid? Dog, see, I'm from a different generation, dog. That is normalcy to me. I appreciate it. I like it. I like it. I want you to talk about my wife and kid. That means I'm doing something right. And guess what? I go home to my wife and kid. You go home to... Your mom's basement, dog, working at Walmart. Why do we care? And you're asking me what I would say to a fan who's on Twitter talking about my wife and kid. Why do you take Twitter so seriously? Unless Twitter folks start to come out of the womb and the woodwork and show up at your door, why are you worried about it? Because I invite Twitter haters to come on over to the house. I, I leave my address all the time. Coach, you're dumb. I got my boy that's the head of security. He run, he's running security for Ice Cube and all this stuff. He's like, man, don't put your – be careful with your license plate and videos. Be careful with your address and videos. I get it. But I don't really care. I'll be honest. I mean, you're going to be uh, – if you really want smoke from me, you're not going to come get it. You're going to do a, a, a cowardly drive-by or something like that. You're not coming up to the door. Let's just keep it 100. You can, I, I give my address out all the time to these cats. And I you know what? I've been doing it for five, six, seven years since I've been on social media. Five years or whatever. I just got social media when I was at Indy. I never had social media, by the way. Never had social media before I got to Indy. Imagine that. Imagine that. I just start thinking about it right now, and I'm like, damn. I just got social media, to be honest. To be honest, I just got social media. I never really did social media. But anyway, I've been so, however long I've had it, five years or whatever, I've probably given my address out to more BMKs than anyone. And you know how many people have showed up? You know how many people have shown up? 
Zero. <laughs> Not one. Not one person has shown up. Why? That's what I'm saying. You're worried about a cat on Twitter talking about your wife and kid? Please come get to smoke. Um, Coach Kevin, I'm about to smoke something tomorrow. I'm going to smoke something tomorrow. Um, I do have posters, seven above. I do have posters. I have posters like this one behind me. Uh, I have a poster of my liquor, of me on a bottle. Um, I do have some posters I could sign for you. Venmo me at CoachJB12. Um, those posters signed are 50 bucks. They're exclusive posters. Um, Venmo me at CoachJB12. Um, here's the thing. I send those personally. I don't send them through the website. Um, you can buy the book on the website, though, and I'll send that. Um, I want to dive into, before Jeff Nadu jumps on, I want to dive into the Major League Baseball expectations real quick. Um, let me see. People keep retweeting my uh, my Megan the Stallion tweet when I said uh, when I said uh, she wearing them. Uh, I tell you that she was wearing them white jeans. She knew what she was doing with that with them white jeans. Here's what here's what I gotta say. Um, Major League Baseball. I want to break down the divisions. I got about nine minutes before Jeff joins me. Hector, I want to get your take. I want to get some guys' takes in here that know baseball. Um, Let me see. I want to dive into the baseball divisions, and I want to get an over or under take from Hector, who knows baseball. He bets baseball. Um, I'm going to probably start doing a betting site on Patreon as well. We're going to start doing some betting on Patreon. Um, uh, my boy Charles Arbuckle, man, great dude. Um uh, we're going to start doing some betting on Patreon as well. But I got to dive into this real quick. I want to dive into, uh, hey, Eric with the wrench. Um, the the Milwaukee, what is their names? What's the names of them? <laughs> Bucks? Oh, no, no, no. Brewers? See, nobody cares, Eric with the wrench. Nobody cares about the Milwaukee Baseball Club. You guys call them clubs. I, I love to hear our ball club. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hector, help me out. Help me out, Hector. Let's start in the American League East. Over or under? Baltimore Orioles, 70 wins. Over or under? By the way, I'm smoking something tomorrow, uh, Coach Kevin. I'm smoking something tomorrow. And I don't know what it is for the poker party. I probably pulled pork, maybe some ribs, uh, maybe a few cold chickens. I don't know. All right, Hector, over 70 wins, the Baltimore Orioles? Really? All right. We're going to mark this down. I'm making note of this right here on my notes here. Uh, we're going to make sure Baltimore 70 wins over. Over 70. All right. Now, remember, this is in a division with Boston, Yankees, Tampa, and Toronto. Now, I got I to gotta ask you. Boston, 80 wins, over or under? Boston, 80 wins, over or under? The Yankees, 90 wins, over or under? 
And I, the reason I'm going to go fast on this American League East is because I want to know how Baltimore Orioles get over 70 wins if Boston gets 80. See, Hector says under. If the Yankees get 90, as predicted, Tampa's supposed to get 90 wins. Over or under for Tampa Bay to get 90 wins. And then Toronto's supposed to be good. Toronto, over or under 90 wins. I want to know. So the Yankees are over. Boston is over. Some of you say Boston's under. How is Tampa and Toronto going to also get 90 wins? And then how are the how are the Baltimore Orioles going to get over 70 wins? I'm curious. I want to see I want to see how that works out. I don't know if I don't know, dog. I don't know if that's going to work out too well. Um but I'm curious. I am curious to see how that works for you guys. Yankees and Jays over. Um, that division is going to absolutely kill itself. Um, so I don't know. I'm curious. Um, some people think the, the Orioles under 70. I'm going to go with under 70 for Baltimore. And I think Boston will be roughly around 80. And I think the Yankees, Tampa, and Toronto will be roughly around 90 wins. That's going to be hell of a division. Um, let's get into American League Central. The Chicago White Sox, who beat the Houston uh, Ro- uh, Houston Rockets, the Houston Astros last night, and their first loss in 10 years on opening day for Houston. First loss in 10 years on opening day for the Houston Astros. Chicago White Sox get a big win. Um, the Chicago White Sox win 80 or more games. Uh, I mean, over or under, 80 wins. The Chicago White Sox get 80 wins, over or under. I don't know anything about the White Sox. I'm not sure about the White Sox. I don't know if the White Sox are that team or not. But let me ask you about Cleveland, whatever their name. The Guardians, is that their name now? I don't even know the name, dog. That's how bad this is. I don't even know the name. Does the Cleveland Guardians get 85 wins or more or less? 85 wins, over or under for Cleveland. Detroit, they must be pretty bad. 70 wins, over or under how about my Kansas City Royal fans? Over or under 70 wins? And then the Minnesota Twins, do they get over or under 80 wins? Um, that looks like that American League Central is uh, kind of middle of the pack type of division. I don't know um, if any of those teams can compete with that American League East or the American League West. Um, I don't know. That's going to be interesting. That division is, is is very overrated in my opinion uh, as well, Hector. I just don't know if there's a lot of firepower in that division. Chicago White Sox, Cleveland, Detroit, Kansas City, and Minnesota seems like a mediocrity is a new excellent division. American League West. I think the Angels are always going to angel. Um, let's start with Texas. Are they 80 wins over or under? Does the Texas Rangers get 80 wins over or under? Um that division is a little better than the Central. I still don't know if it's that good. I don't know if Oakland gets 60 wins. I don't know. Over or under, does Oakland A's get 60 wins? They got their first one last night against the Angels. Uh, do the Angels get 80 wins over or under? Can the Angels with Otani get over 80 wins? Ah, I think the Angels struggle on offense with the bats. I think the Angels are under 80 wins. I think Oakland... Under 60 wins. 
I think Seattle will be 85 wins over. I think they'll win over 85 games. I think Seattle's on the rise. And the Texas Rangers, I think, will win 80. I think the Texas Rangers will win 80. But Houston, here's the key. Hector, does Houston get 100 wins over or under? Do they get over or under 100 wins? Houston, that's the question. Yeah, I like Seattle over 85 wins. I like Seattle over 85 wins. Um, Houston, 100 wins. I think they'll get it again. I think they'll get 100 wins again. Emilio says under. Let's move on to the National League East. Atlanta Braves, 95 wins. Over or under, Hector? Over or under 95 wins? Hector, I should have had you call in. Over or under 95 wins in Atlanta? Um, that's a lot. Let me ask you this. National League East, Hector, I think they're on the rise. The Mets, Phillies, Washington's back down, even though they, they had a run a few years ago. Do the Washington, um, do they get 60 wins over or under 60? That, that seems like they're the doormat in that league now. Do the Phillies get 90 wins or more or less? Are they over under 90? And are the Mets 95 wins over under? And then Miami comes in there. Are they on the rise? Can they get 75 wins in Miami? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. The Nats under 60 wins. Does Philly get 90? So now you got the Mets at 95 wins projected. Phillies at 90 projected. The Braves at 95 projected. And Miami at 75 wins projected. Do they get over under those projections? That National League East is also pretty competitive, minus the Washington uh, Nationals. I think that league is pretty pretty, uh, pretty solid. Now, it seems like both Central Leagues, American and the National, are bad. Uh, National League Central, Cubs, do they get 75 wins over or under? Do the Cubs get 75 wins? I think 75 wins for the Cubs will be a pretty good year. Um, in that division, though, the Cardinals are the cream of the crop. Do they get 90 wins over or under in St. Louis? And Milwaukee, uh, they're on the rise. Uh, can they get 85 wins in Milwaukee? Um, I got to ask my main man, Jeff Nadeau, uh, the rest of these, because I'm going to get into the National League West and my Dodgers, my Doyers, uh, my Doyers. Uh, Jeff Nadeau, welcome in. What up, dog? I appreciate you. What's up, coach? How you doing? You all right? Hello, chilling. What's up with my boy Hasbula, man? Does he hate cats? No, he don't hate cats. <laughs> Listen, I man. Love I love I, I, dis I discipline my dog, and, I, and they call PETA on me. Listen, sometimes you got to uh, – cats disobey and you have to discipline them. Listen, the cat was a fasting during Ramadan, and he disobeyed the cat, you know. You can't do that to him during Ramadan. Again, that's that's not right. Alhamdulillah. Ashazbullah. Hey, let me ask you. He, is he part of Barstool? No, no. He's, uh, he's just like someone we interviewed. What Caleb interviewed him one time. So how does he? How did he become so big? Like, what is he? Who is he? 
Hasbullah is a is a kid that is from Dagestan, which is in Russia, and he has a like a growth disorder where he's like 20 years old, but he looks like a kid, like a, yeah, like a toddler. Yeah. And uh, he just started doing videos, and he went he 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 did a couple of videos with like Habib and certain UFC fighters, and then before you know it, he was just super famous. He was in memes and. He didn't interview any, with anyone for a long time, and then we interviewed him, and then certain other people started interviewing him, and now he's a, you know, a, yeah, he got connected with Dana White, and yeah, he's just super, super famous now. Damn, that's crazy. Uh, I'm doing this over or under uh, baseball wins. Um, I want to start diving into some betting stuff, man. I got to get you, my main man Hector, that comes in the show a lot. He lives out in Jersey, New York, too, in your area. He do, he, he does some MGM stuff. Uh, I want to get tied into some of this stuff, but I'm doing an over or under thing. I want to go through this really real quick. I was going through it with the chat uh, before we get into some barbershop banter. Uh, the 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 American League East probably is the, the is the cream of the crop in the American League. Obviously, um, I asked everybody, does Baltimore get 70 wins over or under in a league with Toronto, Tampa, Boston, and New York that all are projected to have over 90 wins minus Boston? Uh, do you think Baltimore can get 70 wins? I think they can. I mean, listen, I think lineup-wise, they're pretty interesting. I bet on them yesterday. I really like the spot for them. And, and they got some young kids. The kid, Aidley Rutschman's really good. Um, that You're right, though. That is such a tough division. Even Toronto, uh, you know, obviously you mentioned. I mean, the Red Sox aren't what they used to be. But everyone else in that, that division is very good. You know, 70 wins isn't, I mean, that's, I mean, essentially you're asking them for to be, you know, slightly better or slightly worse than average. Uh, yeah, I think they can get to 70. Uh, that that, so that means, So everybody in that division you're saying is going to get over 70 wins. Is that even possible? Don't they play each other? So you got, because uh, let me ask you this, Toronto, Tampa, and the Yankees are all projected, that's from Vegas, to have 90 wins or more. I don't think they all three can get 90 wins. Well, I think Toronto is going to have a problem getting the 90 wins. I, I they're I don't know if their pitching is good enough. I mean, they have obviously up top with with uh, their their ace, but I mean, they gave a lot of I mean, they're going to give up a lot of runs all year. They struggle uh, from a starting pitching standpoint. I, I don't know if they get the 90 wins. Really, outside of Manoa, I don't I don't love their rotation. All right, let me let me transition to uh, to the American League Central. They must be the dog shit uh, league. Chicago White Sox beat Houston last night. Houston's first opening day loss in 10 years. Are they an 80-win ball club? White Sox? I mean, I would hope they are. I mean, they seem like a group that, that should contend to go to the playoffs and, and have a good year. But you're right. I mean, that's not a good division, though. And, you know, outside the Twins, I don't really like anybody in that division. I, they should get to 80 wins, I would hope. They so, have a Cleveland – Per Vegas line, Cleveland is projected to have the most wins in that division at 85 over Minnesota with 80. Is that even close to be right? See, I don't know if Cleveland can hit. I mean, you you saw – I mean, I know it's only one game, but last night, I mean, they get shut out against Seattle. Look, I know Seattle's really good, but you're really just going with the best lineup in that division to me. Look, I think Cleveland's solid. They have great pitching, but I think it's the White Sox year. You know, they, they've, they've kind of, you know, grabbed a couple of young kids and – they have a great rotation with, with really? Cease and Clavin. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Let's head out west. Does Houston get 100 wins or less? Over. 
Uh, it, it, I love Houston. I, I I I bet on them every year. You know, I, I always have something on them because I just love them as a, a group. They came up short last year, but I think when the rubber meets the road, I think they're they're better than a team like the Yankees. They have, I think, the top level bullpen. They have a great ro- uh, rotation and, and a good lineup. They added Jose Abreu. Um, you know, they need to get Altuve healthy, and he'll be fine. But all in all, I, I think, yeah. I mean, I love Jordan Alvarez. I, I love the Astros every year. All right, and who's next in that? Seattle going to compete with them? Yeah, I, listen, I also played Seattle. I, I think they're a team that, that you have to really like. You know, their lineup, obviously, I think coming into last year, I wondered how good it was. But, you know, obviously, Rodriguez came out of nowhere. I mean, not out of nowhere if you are you follow the, the farm system. But another group, great rotation, Luis Castillo. Yeah, I think it's it's them and, and Seattle. That's it. Angels are going to angel. They, 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 they're the same team. Otani last night. I mean, he pitches ass off. They, they, they end up losing to Oakland, who I don't even know if they'll get 60 wins. Yeah, Oakland's bad. Um, the Angels are – I always have to wonder. I mean, you have the two best players in the major leagues, arguably, right? I mean, Otani and, and Trout, and you – Wasting them. Yeah. I mean, I, I, at some point, we have to, I think you have to look at that, but I, who knows how they don't make, at least make the playoffs is fast. When is somebody getting traded out of there? I'm, I'm curious. I think uh, it's going to be, trapped. I don't believe Otani looked as good as he usually does. I think the World Baseball Classic probably burned him a little bit. He's probably going to have to come back, but in a few starts, he'll be great again. I, I don't even think he had his best stuff and he pits a no, uh, no, he had a no, no, or not a no, no, but he had no runs allowed and what two or three hits. I'm like, this guy's not even his best, and he was dominant last night. And then they choke it off late innings, and Oakland wins. You know who? You know where Mike Trout's gonna go someday? He's gonna come home, baby, Philly, and play for the Phillies. You a Philly? You a Philly guy, huh? Uh, I got yeah, he's from this division. area too. So I gotta get to that division. That division's pretty stacked too. Uh, you got the Mets. Um, are projected at 95 wins. Big, big salary, right? Big, big roster. A lot of money spent. Um, they're trying to be relevant in New York with the with the pinstripe Yankees. Are the Mets the cream of that uh, division, or are the Braves in the mix, or are the Phillies that guy? The Phillies are projected at 90. Mets and Braves both at 95. Miami and Washington are, are who they are. You talked uh, before about the uh, the AL East and how good that division is. I'll tell you right now, I mean, this is a great division, too. Even the Marlins can be tough, man. They got a great pitching rotation. Yeah, I look, I think the Braves are obviously a, a contender, but, you know, the Mets, look, they got to get Verlander healthy. He went on the DL to start the season. Edwin Diaz, he's out for a long time due to that uh, injury he got in the World Baseball Classic. Look, I like the Phillies. I'm not just saying that. I, I think – Adding Taiwan Walker, Nola, they got a better bullpen. The, the rotate or the lineup with Trey Turner is really good. I, I lean Mets though. I think they're ultimately the best team in this division, but I don't know. It seems like they might be jaded with with injuries. They're already getting them. They lose the Grom, so uh, that's a tough division. Um... The National League Central, similar to the American League Central, probably the worst in that division. Cardinals, cream of the crop, 90 wins plus. I know uh, 
They got hitting, I think. Uh, I don't know about their pitching in St. Louis this year, but they're projected at 90 wins, Milwaukee 85. Everyone else is kind of 75, 70, 60 win. Um, Pirates, your Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, they're not yours, but uh, your area, Pittsburgh, are they going to be better than they've been? They've been pretty bad. They're kind of like the Oakland A's East. I think they'll be better. I think Cincy will be better. They have some good young players. Here's what I'll tell you. And again, I don't want to base it off one game, but you look at the Cardinals yesterday. I think they're a pri- that's a prime example of what they're going to be. They're going to score runs, but they can't hold a lead. I mean, they grew blew a lead two or three different times yesterday. Um, I, you know, I always go to the Brewers. And I think Corbin Burns is awesome. I, I like their rotation a lot. Um, okay bullpen. And, and look, a solid lineup. Um, Cubs, I think, will struggle. I think the Reds struggle. The Pirates struggle. I think between the Cardinals and and the, and the the Brewers, Cardinals got to figure out the pitching. They just do. All right, I got to get to my Doyers out here in the Hispanic world. Uh, the Los Angeles Doyers are pronounced that way. They're not the Dodgers. The white people say Dodgers. The Hispanics say Doyers. Uh, I love to see the Yankees beat up on our hated ones, the Giants last night. The Giants are our Dodgers hated ones. Um, I mean, not only when I say hate, I mean you will die in the parking lot in Chavez Ravine in L.A. over a giant Dodger game. Um, it happens every year. Uh, the Dodgers, hundred wins over under. I'm going to go slightly under. I think it's like really? 98 or something. Yeah, yeah. I listen. That's always a tough division. You know, Giants are always going to have good pitching and. You know, the Padres are obviously really good. Look, I'm going with the Padres. I picked them to win the World Series. I'm going to pick them here. Look, I think that rotation's incredibly good. Uh, you know, you look at Bogarts and, and just all the talent they have there now in that lineup. You know, you had some kind of veterans as well. We saw them lose to the Phillies last year, you know, just when it mattered most. But, no, I think 100's too much for the Dodgers. I'll go slightly under. Because um, I don't think you're going to get the same – like. For instance, Gonsolin right, last year. Gonsolin pitched like abnormally well. And I'm not saying he can't do that again, but it came out of nowhere. Regression will hit him at some point. To, to think you're going to continue to get the same stuff out of some of those guys that you did last year, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I like the Padres personally. I love them. I have them to win the World Series. Yeah, usually the Dodgers dominated the Padres all season long. I think they were 20 and what? four against them or something and then they lose in the playoffs i think major league baseball needs to restructure their alignment i let me ask you something i I talked about this when it happened houston got to play i don't know who they started off with uh last year in the first round but the dodgers having to play the padres after they were the number one seed and i had a bye why would you play a rival? Like, why can't they restructure where those teams play different? Like, San Diego should have played someone else round one and not had to play the Dodgers, who they play 24 times during the season, and it's a bust right away. Like, here's, here's what I'll say to you. Just simply. Beat them. Who cares? No, I get it, but... I'll play you got to play. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm the same way. There's no excuses. You got to beat them. I, I, I totally get it. I'm just asking why everyone else can talk about every other sports restructuring of NFL adds a team to the playoffs. The baseball wants to do what they... Now the home team in this World Series is the all-star winner. Like, everyone has done something. 
why aren't we talking about restructuring the playoffs in baseball? Like, that's what I want to know. We always talk about it in all these other sports, and we talk about beating them and all this, but, dog, you know damn well in football, it's hard to beat a team three times like Tampa and the Saints right. know all too well. Um, think about playing beating a team for the 25th time. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I agree. I, I think it's it's a hard thing to – and it doesn't happen much, just how it crumbled that year. Um, I hear you. I mean, I, I think, you know – I think baseball, they have looked at and they have at, they added a team recently, the last couple of years. Um, I get you. Look, I'll say this. You look at the Padres, for instance, last year. I mean, they didn't have Tatis. He was, what, suspended. You throw him back in the mix. Someone's mentioned in the chat about no closer for the Dodgers. I mean, that's that's concerning. Um, that's going to be a great battle. And, and look, that's a tough division, I said. I mean, you got the Giants. You also have to go to Colorado, which is a weird, you know, park with, with, with the kind of the – Arizona will beat you. Yeah, on Arizona. Yeah, that that's a that's a touchy division. It's tough. It, it's a lot of landmines, if you will. No, it is. Um, I gotta ask you, man. We're in this generation of soft, soft cats. We got a guy that's not gonna play to start the season for the Rockies. Daniel Bard. He's starting the season on the injured list with an anxiety. All right. Now, I I, I gotta be honest. Uh, to me, that's not an injury. To me, that's a mental fortitude issue. Um, we're now just taking off work for anything in this professional business, man. Uh, I just had Patrick Queen on, starting linebacker for the Ravens. Um, I asked him a little bit about Lamar, but not too much. I, I asked him about the biggest challenge for professional athletes today. And he's like, social media, uh, the, 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 the hate, the slander, the opinions that people make that put words into our mouth and say they're facts when they're not. Um, we have to deal with that because of the freedom of speech act that happens on social media that I deal with every day is you deal with every day. Um, where are you at with that? Like, do you think that this dude is, is warranted? And do you think it's okay to just sit out like the Kawhi Leonard's and all the NBA players do? And now we're claiming these, Things that you really can't prove, Jeff. This is my point. I really can't prove if you have anxiety. There is no prognosis, diagnosis. There's no blood check for a disease. There's no uh, heart murmur. My beats off. I I have anxiety. No, it's not. It's a it's a pharmaceutical money grab to say here, take these pills, calm down. How about twenty years ago? You would have been fired or cut yeah. if you would have said anxiety. Well, I, but I think that's what leads, you know, these little things that lead to these bigger things and these bigger problems that we have. And we've we've kind of, you know, looked at these little things and we, we've let them happen for years on years. And then that develops into something much bigger. And now we have a culture of people who um, feel like when the going gets too tough and, and we saw it with coronavirus, right? You know, I, I'm just, I don't feel good. So I'm just not, you know, like, and then it turns into, well, I'm just not going to go to work. I'm just going to work from home. And then it's, well, I'm not even going to work. I'm just going to quit my job and go into my own employment, even though I don't really have anything. And then five years down the road, they don't have any money. And then it's like, well, what happened? Well, you just quit your work. Like it's, it, it all leads to one thing. And look, I'm not going to say I don't believe in this stuff, but to me, I look at the regular person in the end, the regular guy always gets screwed, right? Because as an athlete, this individual is going to be awarded the ability to do what he has to do to get better. 
if that's a regular person, like anybody in this chat or me or whoever, we're going to be asked, where, where are you? Why aren't you here? We still got to do what we got to do and live our life. We're not awarded these, these types of things. Um, I, I don't get it. I mean, like you said, 20, 30 years ago, that's when I would have liked to have grown up. And I essentially did grow up in that time, but I wish it would have stayed like that because, you know, it's just a soft world out there, man. Grow up, get with it, man. We all, we all have the yips sometimes. We all don't want to do things and we're all put in precarious situations. We don't want to be in, but we know what we go up, we pull our bootstraps up and we, we do what we have to do. Um, I would never, ever uh, contact a, a job I have and say, Hey, I can't come in. I'm angry. I have anxiety. Get over it, man. Move on. It's not like I can see like I had a stroke. Like I'm 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 over here like I can't talk. I, I get it. That's that's when mental health chooses you. Too often or not, Jeff, we see it every day on social media. We now choose mental health. That's not how this works. It chooses us, Jeff. Like Jeff, if you wake up tomorrow and don't know your name. It chose you, dog. You didn't wake up tomorrow and say, you know what? Today I think I'm going to choose mental health. I'm not going to go to work because I got anxiety. No, it doesn't work that way. If you really have something, dog, it will find you. And also the whole like social media thing. As someone who I don't know if there's a person on the planet that gets it worse than me on a regular basis. I've had the worst things said about me possible. You know, I'm talking about just really depraved things right? wait can we are can we battle that can we have a test test run you, yeah you probably have as well i mean you and I, we gotta have a test we gotta show some of ours and, coach, and just have a listen a beat coach, i've been called a i mean i'm not even gonna say what i've been called you know, oh, bad know. bad things you know um i, I know it's tough but you, you gotta just either don't read it or just uh, again it's hard to explain just don't read it and don't let it get to you but I don't know. Social media is the problem. And, and, and I agree with that, but like I saw, for instance, like I, we're putting people's feelings out there that we don't need. Like for instance, that school shooter in Nashville. Did you see that post by TMZ yesterday? We're supposed to feel sorry for that school shooter because her friend died in a car accident a couple months ago. And that's why she went in and killed little children. What the hell are we doing here? How about POTUS or 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 the second or whoever the the uh, what's the name that came out yesterday and basically said that the made up humans in the world who I call transgender made up humans um, are under attack? Mm. What? No, I think just one individual that happened to be that type of person uh, did something extremely, uh, you know sickening and brutal i mean no one's under attack it's unbelievable how we're gonna now we're gonna play the victim after you killed innocent children but that's how it goes i mean it's it's always the most extreme situations right it's listen we all have our opinions look what you do in your own home is up to you um however i'm not gonna feel why are we supposed to feel sorry for these people like this person that did this i don't know and what are we doing here I don't know. Um, I'm. So, I feel bad for our front line uh, people on the front line. If we ever go to war, man, I think we're just gonna get <laughs> put dildos right rammed up. We're gonna we get the wonder. Uh, we have a lot of people. In, I mean, look. I think the military is still very strong, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Hey, let we me. Might, we might find out someday. Somebody in the chat was like, "You do strokes correlate with mental health?" Well, y- yes, they do. You know why? 
because the number one cause for stroke is what? Stress. And when you allow stress to affect your mental psyche, that is when you can stroke out. Over time, you stress out, you will stroke out, just so you're clear. So, yeah, I do believe it does affect it. Um, I do believe it has a correlation. Um, that's just my opinion. By the way, real quick, with, with the whole, like, um, making excuses, do you ever wonder, okay, why do we, when, when something bad like that happens, why do we constantly plaster this person's photo and picture of it? Like, why do we even mention their name? Do you, I, I don't think people realize that's what they want most to happen. A lot of these lunatics, they just want the, the recognition for once. Nobody knows who the hell they are. So they want to go out on top just one time. They want people to know who they are. They want to fly above all the other birds just one time. Why do we bring their name up? Why do we even put their stuff out there? Like, why do we, I don't get it. Like, I, why are we doing that? You know what? Um, here's another thing though, that I tell people all the time. I tell mothers, I tell mothers that are single mothers. I tell them all the time, Jeff, stop putting your children on social media Yeah. because mm -hmm. I'm telling you what happens is these cats, these, these, these weirdo pedophile creeps are now attacking other areas. They're not going after Instagram no more. They're not going after Twitter. They're going to like weird places like Pinterest and LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And they're doing these, uh, dark web, uh, like cyber attacks on you, getting your kid lured out of the light and they're getting your kids on social media in a way that you didn't even know. They're not, it's not on mainstream Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And it's because you're posting your children on your social media and these weirdos are taking them. And man, Jeff, you do a lot of crime talk. You do a lot of cartel stuff. Trafficking and the cartel work hand in hand. And that is a thing that they're getting right now off social media. They're getting your kids and they're trafficking them with the cartel. And it's a number one thing. My buddy works in this business and he's like, dude, it is tied together like no other. I would never, I, I don't look, I don't have any kids, but I don't understand the obsession with posting every little thing your kid does, putting them out there. I mean, th there's some weird and awful people in this world. And I don't, I don't get it. And shout out to those people, and they're I, I watch them on YouTube occasionally. Shout out to the people that that try to police these people, man. They, no one wants to do nothing about them in their communities. They're setting them up. They're trying to embarrass them. Good for them, people. You see them people on YouTube all the time. There's some weird, depraved people out there, man. I, I don't get it. I don't know why people do it. Nah, I agree. Um, let me ask you this, college football. I know you go on. Uh, I know you you talk to Brandon Walker and them guys sometimes. Yeah. Jalen Carter is coming off the board apparently with the Raiders at number seven. Uh, anything earlier than that has even been uh, discussed. Um, he could have been he could have been number one in some eyes if the Bears didn't trade number one away and kept Justin Fields. Um, do you see this guy slipping like uh, like our our guy did uh, a couple years back when he was smoking weed in the Army Tunsil? Yeah, yeah. Tunzel, um, he just Tunzel. Everyone forgive and forget. He's now just signed a big bag uh, in Houston. Um, do you think that Jalen Carter's slipping? Um, and can it can this whole thing hurt him? Because I told people, Jeff, the NFL has securities that are former FBI, former CIA. They're going to dig in. And Jeff, you know as well as I do, mm -hmm. snitches exist in this world. And if I went over, and even in the crime boss era. I gave you 50 grand. Hey, man, I need to know what happened in that car that day. And it's your homeboy. I, he, he ain't your homeboy no more. He just got 
generation, well, not generational wealth, but he just got a big bag to snitch on your ass. Well, I mean, a lot of you look at that Alabama situation. You don't think the police said to Brandon Miller, listen, man, we have the opportunity to ruin your life. We could charge you as something. We could charge you with something here because it is illegal to possess a weapon on Alabama's campus. As far as I know where that is, that was on Alabama's campus. You don't think they went to him and said, listen, man, tell us what happened here. All of it. You don't think he told? Come on. Of course he did. That's how he got out of it. In the case of Jalen Carter, yeah, I think anything that's on the radar has to be brought up, and it's going to be have a fine-tooth comb put on it. Truth is, there's an active case against Mr. Carter, as far as I know. Um, he was released on bond, and, and, and that's where we sit. So, yeah, I think the old adage is, yeah, he's a great player, but there's a lot of players in this draft that don't have any character issues, and we can go with them instead. Yeah, I think he's definitely going to drop. This is why you have to be very well behaved when you're in in college because they're going to. It's like becoming some sort of political officer. Something they're going to look at everything, as you said. They have very strong investigators that are going to look into all this stuff. Now, I'm sure, as you said, they're doing the due diligence and saying, "Okay, what's going to go on down the road with this?" Um, but yeah, it's definitely something, and and I think certain teams are starting to see that. They don't want it. I, 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 I've had 22 calls from 22 different NFL, 21 different NFL teams, twice by one team, um, about a kid of mine, Tank Dell, plays for Houston. He could be an early Great player. Yeah. He could be a later a first round, second, third round guy. He can go anywhere in there as a receiver. He's an explosive kid. Uh, his 40 time didn't marry up with what he runs. I don't know what that was. It seemed fake to me on social media. I was like, that ain't Tank Dell. I know what he is. I recruited the kid. Um, they asked me about him before elementary school. Wow. And I'm like, dude, I don't know him before elementary school. I recruited him out of high school. I did my due diligence when I recruited him to make sure the character matched up with what my philosophy is and what I want on my campus. And it did. And if you know anything about me, you know I'm not bringing that into my place. And they're like, no, we know, Coach. That's why we call you and all this. And so they dig deep. They dig deep with Jermaine Johnson, who's with the Jets. They dig deep with every one of my kids that have been drafted over the years. They ask me all kind of personal questions, who they kick it with off campus, who they're around. This is things they ask me all the time. So 22 NFL teams are interested in Tank Dell. Well, everyone's going to be interested. But 22 teams have called me about them. And their security are all former FBI, CIA, sheriffs, um, guys that have been drugged through the mud who know how to turn over rocks and dig deep into this. They're not just calling me. I guarantee you they will take a bag to one of their partners and find out, hey, dog, I need to know what happened to this cat in ninth grade. You were with them. And also, remember, one of the reasons that we have to also think about this stuff, too, is you look at Jalen Carter, for instance. It might be possible. Maybe he doesn't. Nothing's pursued against them. We don't know what will ultimately happen. But they don't want to be put in a situation where they draft an individual like this and then, all due respect, I mean, this guy is out at 2.45 a.m. with other people that are drinking and drunk and they're street racing in the middle of the night. Let me ask you a question. Henry Ruggs, we don't want another situation like that, do we? We need to prepare ourselves. You know, I'm not saying this dude, maybe he just made a bad mistake one time. But surrounding yourself with these types of people, you know, you should be at home at that time, not out doing whatever it is you do. So, you know, they they, they want to limit that stuff in the future. And and some of the stuff is the ways that some folks can go down that road. By Here's what people don't get, Jeff. 
You're in the NFL. You have unlimited resources. Your NFL has car service. Yeah. Send the car to him. Make sure that kid is picked up. He's not driving drunk 150 miles an hour. But guess what? The narrative is let's be safe. Let's push either Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ. Let's put it in our end zones and all this old stuff. But yet we have everything proved against what you say. You don't protect the, the players. You DraftKings is your number one sponsor, yet you suspend a guy for betting for $1,500. You suspend him for a year, but yet you have players in your on your team in your league hitting females on camera, a closed fist that didn't miss a game. Mm-hmm. Like, where is our – what is our priority? And it just blows my mind that we can sit up here and talk about player safety and this and that and all this. But you don't give a car to a kid to pick him up in Vegas at 3 in the morning. Um, he killed a dog and a female. Like, I'm more pissed about the dog. So I'm just like, dog, this is what it is now. This is what we do. And I'm like, I don't understand why you can't get that done if you're in the NFL. I mean, we track these dudes at an all-time rate. And now you're telling me that we're allowing these dudes to do what they do. But again... It goes to, you know, player empowerment. It goes to this is how I'm going to live my life and blah, blah, blah. And uh, you can't tell them nothing anymore. These kids know everything, Jeff. They don't want to be told anything. And we're seeing it at all-time high. Kamara, he may miss next year, Jeff. Like, these are the situations that we have every day. Like, Kamara beat up somebody. Now he's being sued. Now the NFL may jump in. How many of those scenarios do we have? Tyreek Hill's been in hot water. Kareem Hunt is proven to hit somebody. Mixon is on tape hitting a female. Like, this is happening at an all-time rate. And uh, I just can't, I just, I, I don't fathom it because it would never have happened under my watch or he wouldn't have been under my watch anymore. That's just what I don't understand. So I wish we'd just cut a dude. I wish we'd make an example, Jeff, one time. Just cut a dude. Like, Yeah, I think I think when you have years and years of of – you don't discipline people for their behavior and you just let them live the life the way they want to live and they do what they want to do and they want to do it is what happens. You you, got to start policing this stuff in this league. And look, it's been a long time where they want their talents more important. Winning games is more. And we, and this is why when, when when this stuff happens in high school and college and you don't discipline these people for what they do, you think they're just going to switch it up? No, they're going to keep doing the same bad things they were doing. Um, you got to set an example and no one ever sets an example. You know, I, I don't, you know, you look at someone like Tyree kill, you know, or Joe Mixon. I mean, you don't, you don't do anything about anything. I mean, you just, again, go back to Brandon Miller. I'm just going to keep saying it. It's not like he just handed a gun off to a friend. And then 24 hours later, the guy used it. He literally used it as he handed a gun off, bro. To, essentially. You don't suspend him at least a game. Just hey, bro, like this is not what we stand for in this university. Like, I mean, it's not like it was a little thing, and the guy used it to go target shooting. Like, it was in the middle of the night, and, and a woman died. Like, Jeff, I got old antics, man. You coach it or you allow it. There's no right. in between, dog. You coach it or you allow it. It happens in life every day. Like, is this your new house? Say that again. Are you at your new house? No, no. I don't move in until May. But I, 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 I go back to coaching and allowing it. I asked that re- I'm like, 
if you're if you're if you're more if you're bro you know you don't close mortgage or you don't close escrow and and you're the broker or whoever you're using the realtor is keeps telling you over and over and over there's a hang up for this this and this and you're like well everything's done on my end it's now a one-sided event it's you problem and i'm going to get a new realtor or a broker or whatever you coach it or allow it uh, you're either allowing to get screwed as the interest rates rise, or you're going to make a change and you're not going to purchase the house from this guy anymore or whatever it may be. Dog, it happens every day in the business world. Like it happens every day. On in, If you're the CEO and you allow your workers to be late every single day, eventually it's going to screw you and your business. But we don't correct it. It's like the dog pissing in the rug and you don't rub his nose in it right then and there. You can't rub his nose in it tomorrow, Jeff. He don't even know why you're rubbing his nose in it. Now I go back to our first conversation we had, uh, Coach, on this this episode, uh, Hasbulla. He's under the microscope for disciplining a cat for poor behavior. Now let's say he doesn't do that. The cat's going to run outside again when he's not supposed to. You got to teach uh, a cat. You have to teach a dog. You have to teach a person. You, know, you have to teach them right from wrong. Now, the difference between the cat and NFL players are they're grown men and know the difference between right and wrong and ethical and not ethical. And why do we have to continue to teach them this stuff? Um, listen, I hope I just wish a lot of these guys would understand. Like, I'm not an NFL player, but I know that I don't know. I probably shouldn't go out at four o'clock in like a, a really bad neighborhood or or any neighborhood drunk with my car. Like, I know I shouldn't do that. You know, it's pretty simple. Um, I gotta get with uh, I gotta before I let you go, I gotta get a coach JB's top 10 from you. Uh, I want to do, I want to get your take on the NFL's current top 10 quarterbacks. Um, I, I, I kind of I don't know if you have them off your head, but I want to go through the top 10 guys in your opinion. Um, I'm gonna start at number 10 for me, and I'm gonna put Geno Smith at number 10. I like what he did. Uh, I like what he did last year. He got it. He got a deal done. He got a contract. Um, I like where he's headed. He got. He had a first big year. He's seventy percent completion percentage. He led the NFL. Uh, Forty three hundred yards. Thirty touchdowns passing. Only eleven picks. Not only, but thirty to eleven is not bad. Uh, he did have eight fumbles. I like where he's headed. I like the team. Uh, Kenneth Walker there, the running back for Seattle. I like what the direction they're headed in. Um, he's got two big-time receivers to throw to. Um, hopefully they can draft one of these big-time tight, tight ends because this is, might be the best tight end draft we'll ever see in football. Um, history, it goes back to you know um, uh, uh, Gronk, that class. Um, so I'm curious to see what Seattle does to improve him. But I, I, I got to get him in my top 10 right now just due to the mediocrity of the NFL and the quarterback position, in my opinion. Um, number nine, um, we got guys that are out of the league now. Um, number nine, I'm going – now this is projected for next year, Jeff. This is all I'm doing right now. I'm doing my top 10 projections just like I did my receivers based on what new team they're on, what the coordinator is, who the head coach is, what their surroundings are, the roster, everything like that. So that's what I'm doing, or based on how the season just ended. So that's how I'm kind of doing this. Um, I'm going to I, I'm going to have Aaron Rodgers in this because we don't know what the deal is. I don't know what his mental is, but obviously I think he's the best ball spinner in the NFL still. He'll be number one for me. But I'm going to put him at number nine right now just because we don't know what it is and where he's at. Um uh, 
So, uh, so that's kind of where I'm at with Aaron Rodgers. I got him at nine. I'm gonna I'm gonna bump up a guy that's very surprising who had a hell of a year last year. I'm gonna put Jared Goff at eight. Uh, I was curious if you're gonna put him in. Yeah, I'm gonna put Jared Goff at eight right now. Um, I think he's on the rise. He 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 just has to show me that he has that it factor and can get over the hump and and and, and win a meaningful game. He did beat Green Bay at the end of the year, but he lost games that that cost him playoffs. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna put him in there. Um, I'm gonna put Justin Herbert at seven. Uh, he's got to win a playoff game. He's got to get something done. Um, he's a big time top three or four talent, but I, I right now he's got to get a playoff win for me. Um, and then right above him, I'm gonna put uh, Josh Allen. Uh, he at least he's won some playoff games, but he he keeps avoiding the big one. He keeps choking in uh, crunch time. But talent-wise, we know how good he is. Um, and I'm going to bump somebody above him, man. I'm going to put Trevor Lawrence above Josh Allen. I think Trevor Lawrence is on the rise. I think he's going to have a hell of a year next year. He could be a top three guy, in my opinion. Um, so I, I like him a lot. I'm going to put Jalen Hurts right above him for right now just because he went to the Super Bowl. And he did his, uh, he did his thing. Uh, he'll probably get a big contract extension here. They're going to have to pay him. Um, so that's just kind of where I put him right now. Um, and then I got to move up. I got to I gotta have, uh, as you know, I'm going to put Joe Burrow. And then Mahomes beat him this year. I, I usually have Burrow at one. I think Burrow still is the best pure passer in the NFL. But Mahomes got the Super Bowl his second, his third appearance. Um, Joe Burrow's got to go get him a Super Bowl. Um but right now, Mahomes is probably the best because he won the Super Bowl. <clears throat> Even though I don't think he's as good as Burrow as an NFL overall quarterback, I think he is proven that he's a winner and he's got two Super Bowls. So you can't knock that. <clears throat> and he got it done against a good Eagles team. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> goddamn. So that's my guys. I don't know who yours is. Um, I kept two out. <clears throat> I kept Prescott out. Uh, Brady's gone. I got Justin Fields on the rise. Um, it depends on where Lamar is. Kyler Murray's not even in my mix. What about uh, uh Tua? I, I kept Tua out. I kept Daniel Jones out. I kept Kirk Cousins on the out, um, right on the fringe. Um, I just Derek Carr would never. Uh, Matthew Stafford would be in my top ten, but I do not know where he's at uh, physically. Uh, the Rams wouldn't be trying to shop him to the Jets if he was pure, uh, fully healthy, in my opinion. I think Matthew Stafford is right behind Aaron Rodgers as far as a ball spinner in this league. I think Jared Goff is also a top three ball spinner in the league, but that doesn't mean they're the top three quarterback. But I do love Stafford. Um, I just don't know, you know, Tommy John. I mean, all these different things he's having done, I don't know where he's going to end up. Um, what about uh, Mac Jones? Uh, Max, not, not elite. I don't believe he's elite at all. Uh, the other guys that could creep in are Russell Wilson because he is an MVP type of guy. He's won Super Bowls. He's been to two. Deshaun Watson is an extreme talent, but I, I just, I, I just have character flaws with him. And I, and I just didn't think that mentally he's tough enough to overcome all the cases and charges and allegations, not charges, but allegations. I didn't think he was immensely tough enough to overcome that, which has proven me right. He did not. He was horrible looking. I would have kept Brissett in there. Um, and, and and the young and upcoming guys, man, I don't know uh, 
where they are, like the Taylor Heineke's and the Davis Mills and the Zach Wilson's, the Mormon Milf Hunter. I don't know if he'll be back. If Aaron Rodgers goes, can he get better watching Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. Mac Jones struggled mildly because of Matt Matricia being the play caller, in my opinion, which is a defensive guy. That was a I was blown away by that move by by uh, Belichick. Um, I think Sam Darnold, though, is going to be the starter for the 49ers, and I think he has a resurgence. Um, see a top 10 guy? No, but is he does he have a better year? I think he does. Derek Carr, he could be a top 15 guy, in my opinion. Uh, can he do something in New Orleans? Kenny Pickett to me is still under I, I, I haven't seen enough of him. I don't think he's a guy to carry a franchise. I, I, I equate him to Mac Jones in New England. I think they're very similar teams with similar skill set around them. I don't think he's talented enough to overcome any of that daniel jones he keeps uh climbing i think him and kirk cousins are right on the fringe of a top 10 um because of kirk cousins consistency year in and year out but he does choke in big games similar to what jared goff does so i just if you listen to me talk dog i'm not high on quarterbacks in the nfl they're just mediocre to me i mean i think the one thing i would probably say is i mean i think your list was good i'd probably put two attack of viola in the top 10 i mean his numbers were, were good i mean he has, couple, he has a couple of great receivers look the problem with him is is obviously staying healthy i mean he's constantly injured um, hey, that's, like, Jeff, that's like that's like your debate yesterday about zion like if you're not available i can't yes. put oh, okay. my, uh my livelihood on the line for it like i can't put you in anything if you're not available and that was always the problem with Wentz, as i said you know he he had talent probably but he just could never stay in there and be be healthy and that's Problem with a lot of people's careers. They never ultimately get this, you know, the ability because they're never in there. And, and hey, who, do you, so what's off the top, off the rip, what's your top 10? Do you have a top 10? I mean, I'll go Mahomes, Hertz, Burrow, Allen Herbert. I mean, listen, Aaron Rodgers is still a great quarterback. Regardless of, of where, who, what team he's on, he still gives you a, generally a terrific game. And you know, he needs to obviously be there head-wise. I'll throw him in there. Obviously, um, I think two is in there. I think your golf uh, one was good. I think, you know, golf got a bad rap in the first year or two, but ultimately seems like he's settling in when you give a uh, a quarterback some receivers or two, and they're going to get better, you know. And also, Eugenio Smith, what a resurrection of a career, you know. He was a nobody nothing. You know, he continues to be around a good coach, get the right receivers in there. You get a tight end, as you said, good offensive line. I think and I this is my projection. So, like, I, I don't think. So you had two. You had a uh, Jalen Hurts over Burrow. Um, interesting. Well, I think the, the the ability he has with his legs. He only threw what six interceptions all season. You know, I, I think. I guess the question is: Do you, would you rather have Jamar Chase and 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 Higgins or Brown and and Devontae Smith and Goddard? You know. I, I'm sure the Eagles again. Uh, you know who I like tanked out to go to? Philadelphia Eagles. I, I think they could use him tremendously in in the slot. Yeah, um, he could be what uh, you know Jalen uh, that punk Jalen Reger was wasn't. <laughs> I think I missed one. I think I missed one. Uh, obviously, Trevor Lawrence. I think I missed you got Herbert in there. Yeah, Herbert Lawrence. They're kind of in like the five six range. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I agree. All right, so. You, um, weekend's coming, man. I'm going to smoke some uh, food and some meat. We're going to have a poker party. I'm going to do it on Patreon Live, I think. Uh, 
Final four tomorrow. Um, what's the odds of it being an all-Florida final? I think it will be quite low that it's an all-Florida final. But then again, there's only four teams left. Uh, do I think Miami could ultimately beat UConn? I think they can. Do I think they will? No. I think it will be a good game. I think it would be a high-scoring game, fun game, back and forth. Um, you give out UConn all that time to prepare with the length they have. I think they ultimately beat Miami. I think San Diego State, I think that's a low-scoring uh, rock fight. And I think San Diego State, again, I mean, you look at it in this tournament, Coach, no one shot the ball well against San Diego State. Do I think FAU can? I think they can, but will they? No. I think ultimately the length is too much. I think it's San Diego State-UConn in the final, and I think you know we'll go from there on Monday. Uh, I think the winner of the San Diego State Florida Atlantic game is going to win the title. I just have a gut feeling. Let me ask you something real quick. It was reported um, last night that uh, the coach at Florida Atlantic, Dusty May, is going to sign an extension at FAU. And they're going to put $10 million into the, the athletic facilities and that sort of thing. Shout out to him. Okay? Because he could go to a better school, right? And I love FEU. I think they're going to be just as good next year. They, they bring back virtually everybody. You know, and, and this is the thing, D. Jones. Who doubted them? If there's four teams left. I got to make a prediction. I love FAU. I've carried the water all year for that team. I got to pick on somebody. I'm not doubting them, though. What yeah, you, you got to pick a pick. What do you mean? We're not going to – who's picked Florida Atlantic to win it all? And not for nothing. I can't pick – like, I know I'm not going to make everyone happy, but, like, I don't doubt FAU. I just think – when it comes down to it, I think SDSU's length is a little bit more bothersome to me, and I think they win. But, I, you know, FAU winning would be cool. I don't doubt them. Who doubted them? You got to pick somebody. I can't say. I, I think both are going to win. I know. You know? I, I, I fa- Let me tell you something about fans. Fandom sometimes can be the worst. Like, I, like I get you're a fan of the team. I don't have any issue with your team, though. I just don't think they're going to beat a certain team. That's all. Oh, dude, it's crazy. Like Kansas, I don't hate your team. Yeah. I, I I literally have DMs from guys that said, "Coach, you were my mentor and my favorite. Now I hope you die." Oh no, because you don't like their team, right? <laughs> Dog, it blows my mind how soft these cats are. It, it just it really does. It's like God damn. I appreciate you watching the show, but damn, dog, you gotta get a life. Uh, 49ers, If I had to, if I if you had to bet your house on it, Brock Purdy the starter, or is it uh, Trey Lance, or is it uh, Sam Darnold? I'll go Purdy. I mean, I think Purdy in the end, like healthy, was a pretty good option for them. He, you know, took them into the playoffs, did a good job. I mean, there was talk, you know, that one game he had who was it against? I'm trying to remember. It was he had a great game. I mean, it was. Uh, I think you got to go with him. Um, I think it's it's a closely contested battle in in, in uh, training camp. Lance, does he is he going to fall into one of those kind of levels where he's just, you know, we all we hear how great he is, but he never actually ends up being good on the field when it matters most. Yeah, I think it, I think it's Purdy. Um, yeah, I I think he's going to. It depends on his rehab. I don't know if he'll be healthy by in the next six months. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll be fully ready to go. I think Sam Darnold's going to win it, not not by default, but I think Trey Lance, I believe, in my opinion, they're going to have to move him. He's a guy that hasn't played, Jeff. Nobody knows what the hell he is. Like, he hasn't, he didn't play his last year in college. Like, what are we doing with this cat? Yeah, they gotta, they're going to have to probably move somebody at some point. They're going to get to the point where they have two guys that they're just, one, they're not using. Real quick, uh, before I let you go, 
D Jones says, you said the same thing on 10. Well, yeah, but remember also D Jones on this exact show, I said they would beat my Memphis. Okay, again, I don't get every prediction right, D Jones. I, I'm sorry. I, I cannot 100% gambler. I promise you. Uh, no, um, I was the first person to beat Memphis. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I you, you're like me. We always say uh, before I let you go, um, <laughs> is Bill Belichick overrated? Yes. Ooh, hot take, dog. He's a great coach because he had Tom Brady. What so is he without Tom Brady? Okay, so hold on. It goes back to, I've been saying this for a long time. I said, coaching is overrated. Players win games. Coaches lose them. I've been saying this for a long, long time. I said it on Netflix. I've said it forever. And it's starting to look like that's the case in this regard. But, but he has not won a playoff game in nine years. And ask yourself this. Remember, after Tom Brady, look at what he's been. And what was he before Tom Brady? A nobody as well. Okay. He was only a somebody. Just being real. It's fact. It's not my my opinion. It's fact. Go look. He hit the lottery. Tom Brady was great. And, uh, you know, he pulled some strings. Hey, is uh, here's my thing about Lamar Jackson wanting to go to New England. Dog. Belichick failed Cam Newton in New England. What style of player is Lamar? He's more, he's closer skill set to Cam Newton than he is Tom Brady. I would be more apt to stay away from New England if I was Lamar Jackson compared to trying to go there when you already had a guy fail Cam Newton. So you got to look at little things like that because I'm like, dog, he he has Mac Jones for a reason because it's a Tom Brady style of guy. It's not. Lamar Jackson style, I would stay away if I was Lamar Jackson. I would not want to go to New England. Um, and then you got guys on social media telling Lamar, you don't want to be part of this, dog. And these are ex-players. Like, ex-players have come out. And I'm like, damn, really throwing hate on a guy who drafted a guy. That's the part I hate. Um, I forgot who it was. It was the corner. Uh, ah, He's got the son in the league right now. Um, play for the Samuel. Samuel. Samuel came out and tweeted at him and said, "You don't want to play for Belichick." And I'm like, "Belichick drafted you, Asante Samuel. You were a two-time Super Bowl champ under him, and I think you won the AFC like nine times under him. And I think you're a Pro Bowler. And I think you, and you got two big bags under the. I'm like, now you throw him under the bus. That's that's why I hate social media. I think it's just cowardly, and I think these cats come after guys after the fact. Well, it gives people the ability to say whatever the hell it is they think they want to say, and they think they can just get off and say what they want because they're behind a computer. You know a show I wanted to do forever? I, I, and I'm I, I'm trying to put it together because I think it would be fascinating. I want to put together a catfish type of show where we go and find the worst of the worst trolls, and we out them for the scumbag, low-life, depraved people they are. Hey, hold on. See, I had this idea, too, that I, I did a sizzle, and I, I submitted it to Netflix a while back called uh, Rebuild. I was going to go into horrible programs and rebuild them and kind of show how to build a place. Well, I came up with this idea similar to what you just said. I came up with the idea that I was going to f- catfish myself. I was going to catfish recruits. So I was going to be myself, right? Coach JB, 
And I was going to hit up Jeff Nadeau, the number one kid in America, and get him to decommit from Alabama and commit to me at fucking Idaho. <laughs> so, I, so I was going to go do that. But the, but I, the more I thought about it is, so like, oh, Coach JB, I love you, dog. I, I, I'll come to I'll come to Idaho and I'll get a kid to decommit from somewhere big and show everybody that I could out recruit your ass. Number one, number two. It would only last a year though, because everybody know it, it was I was I would I was faking it the whole time, so I couldn't do two seasons of it. So that's why I was like, I gotta come up with another plan. But if we threw the catfish, the trolls in there, now we got a show every year. Now we can go find these uh, bottom feeders that I like to call them and go figure it out. I, I like it. I'm in. I, I, I think that's a good idea. I think the, the bar rescue kind of show you're talking about, it's that program rescue is is good. I, yeah, I like like, like, a, like a, a, a Gordon Ramsay deal. I was going to go in and rebuild your your bad program. Gordon Ramsay, yeah, he's great. He's, he's worth like a billion dollars. He's hilarious. Uh, hey, I, I would love to do that. Do you imagine that? Like you're filming us all day long. We're fi- we found you. We found you, D. Jones. Your ass weighs 600 pounds. You suck on your mama's left titty and you live in a basement. And we found you. Well, I found, listen, you don't want to, I found trolls before, you know, I, 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 I have a good ability to find them. So, Hey, yeah, you can do URL checks now and, 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 and all these, uh, algorithms and stuff. Like you can find all this different stuff and you might, and I'll be, dog, you'd be surprised. Me and Pat Perez ran across this cat who came and got our autograph and stuff. And he was like, man, I love you guys both together. We're, we're at Scottsdale chilling. Live golf tournament starts today, by the way. You guys go watch Live. They're in Orlando. Uh, dog, some dude sends us a tweet an hour later. And it's the same dude that just basically was on his knees in front of us. And he went on to Twitter and wrote a big old thing about how horrible humans we are. And the dude screenshotted the guy's face with his fake profile and sent it to us, told us who it was. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it's these cats. They, they're always the one in front of your face loving you, and then they go right to a burner and fake it. And That's why I, like, I don't give most of them like any sort of, like, I don't even, like, I just get rid of you. I don't even deal with them anymore. I don't even, I barely even talk to these people anymore. Like, I don't even want to give them like, cool. Good for you. See ya. Like, I don't, I don't even care anymore. It's yeah, crazy. These people. I don't, either. Nuts. I don't either. Seven above. Yes, we absolutely would do it. We'd call it the new catfish. I don't know what we'll call it. Uh, JB and Nate. And, and I don't know what we'd call it. Jeff and JB finding who finding the, <laughs> I don't know. We're going to figure it out. No, I, I would call it if it's a troll show. I would call it on notice. You trolls are on notice. On notice. Yeah, and we're gonna go. You're not sure who are you? You don't know who I am? Oh, you know who I am. You know, yeah, we'll get Hasbula to come on. Uh, oh yeah, he would. Yeah, he gets a lot of shit from people too. Yeah, man. Hey man, it's always good. I, I appreciate you coming on for this long, man, and uh, enjoy the final four. Yeah. Go some. Uh, Hey, you got any inside heat on uh, Stormy Daniels and Trump? What's going on there? Give us a real insight. Well, I mean, the, listen, the, say what you want about Trump, whether you like him or not. It is a phony, 
um, indictment. I mean, I don't think Democrats wanted the indictment. I think there are a few people that wanted to. Th they think that this is going to uproot Donald Trump's presidency or go to become president. Listen, for all the problems that New York City has, it's a violent hellscape um, where you allow murderers to run the streets without any sort of uh, conviction. Alvin Bragg has much bigger problems than this. You know, Alvin Bragg, you should see some of the cases he decides to bring to court and the ones that he doesn't decide to bring to court. It's truly fascinating. Um, but you know what? You know what I think is going to happen here? I don't know about you, but like if you let's say you don't like you, you like Trump. Is this going to make you not like Trump? I think this will make you like Trump even more. Like I do, too. I, I think so, too. Uh, I mean, Whitlock it, it, was on Carlson last night. I'm on Whitlock show twice a week, and he's basically like starting to cry almost. Like I don't vote for president. I'm going to vote now because of this. Yeah, like that's how. You know, and what they want out of this, and and I've heard this said, they want the mugshot. They want to plaster that everywhere. Look, see, this is the guy. This is the scumbag. And it's like, well, yeah, but the case is weak as hell. Like the issue is though, if if a felony sticks, you know, it keeps you from running. So, and this yeah, is the thing. The, the case is weak. I know, but we got guys that have misdemeanors. You, The worst case, and I'm not even a Trump guy, and I, I'm not a Biden guy. I, hate, I I just, I find it hard to believe that our best we have in this country is two 80-year-old derelicts <laughs> running for president. But I, I got to say, though, like, don't you find it odd that uh, they're going to try to keep this guy from running in – why wouldn't you have charged him with a misdemeanor at least? You went after the felony for this thing. That just tells you a lot. We're trying to set a precedent in this thing. I mean, Alvin Bragg is 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 an ignoramus. I mean, that that doesn't surprise me. I mean, this is uh, you know, th this is a ploy to get him to not run. I think what it's going to do though is probably strengthen that candidacy a lot more. Um, they're not going to. It's not going to happen. They're not going to take it to court. It's not going to. They're not going to convict him or anything. They want a perp walk. They want to you know, put his mug shot out there. You know, they want to do all that stuff. Um, like, again, I'm not a, a huge Trump guy. I, I think he's funny at times, but do I think he's better than Biden? Yeah, I do. I, I do. I will say that. And they're uh, not going to get him to prevent it from running either. Yeah, Biden's struggling to walk. It, it blows my mind. Um, I don't know. But anyway, I appreciate you, man. I'll see you next week. Let's do it again. And uh, hopefully we can talk about the championship on Tuesday after uh, Monday's game. Sounds good. Have a good weekend, man. All right, you too, brother. Take care. Make sure you guys follow and Jeff Nadu on Barstool. Uh, appreciate him. Uh, appreciate Patrick Queens, Baltimore Ravens starting linebacker. I appreciate Jeff Nadu, Barstool Sports. appreciate everybody that comes on. Matt, Steve Kim, you name it. Uh, short, fast, skinny, and tall. We do it all right here live on the Coach JV Show. Pound the like button. Subscribe. Become a member of the Discord, Slap Nation. If you're not a member of this show, it's the best $1.99 you can spend. And make sure you come on over to our Patreon, uh, the best content you can have. Uh, once a month, $19.99. It's like $2 a day if you think about it. Go join today. And uh, appreciate all you guys, man. And uh, enjoy the weekend if I don't see you. I'm sure you'll see me on Patreon. I'll be doing a uh, having a poker party with Lucy's favorite. Uh, Josh Fele, hit me up. Hector, hit me up. I appreciate you. And uh, much love to everybody. And I'll see you guys Monday. Uh, Zach Smith will be back for Menace Monday, and uh, we got a star-studded lineup next week as well. Appreciate all you guys, man. Much love. Pound the like button on your way out the door, and I'll see you on Patreon later on. Peace! Peace!